So I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called um, Soy Cowboy, this road. And it's the maddest road ever. It's like, it's like a strip. It's like not, it's not the biggest strip in the world. But you're walking down and right, there's loads of women on, outside each bar saying like, come in, come in. And they've all got these numbers on. I was thinking, why have they got these numbers on? And you look a bit closer and next to them is a price list of what you want <laughs> for each woman. It was mad. Did you get any bar. numbers? No, I didn't get any numbers. Um, <laughs> every bar had like, like a normal bar and then there'd be a curtain. You, know, you could obviously you could see what was going on behind the curtain. One of them was like ping pong, you know, coming out of, you know. Ping, no ping pong. No. Um, and they were all just like grabbing, saying, come in. And some, like loads of them weren't lady boys. I was loads of, like normal women as well. How could you like, tell you what, if you ever How could you... need a confidence booster, go to Thailand because you feel the best looking bloke in the world because they all want to get with you. It's brilliant. You know what you were saying? Family. I thought you were going to say, gives you a confidence booster because no one was packing. It was mad. It's the maddest place I've ever been to. You know? <laughs> what a place. Did you go, just the, did the four of you walk down here? Yeah, I was like, mum was like, I'm not walking down this road. I was like, come on, it's an experience. You've got to walk down. I'm like, you were trying to get with me, mum. It was mad. <laughs> One of the, you probably we, thought you were all there for, for that reason. And I also, we sat in a bar on the end because like the others were just too much. And then they had people coming over to you there. And you know, like, one of them was like, um, oh, I know you're, you're, you're family, but I really like you. Pointed to me, mum. Like, what is going on here? And you, we um, just sat there for like two hours. Just like having a few drinks, just watching. No, we were sat in a bar, like on the corner, just watching like old men walk down the street and like, oh, go on, I'll go in there. And you just so creepy. It was I was going to say, was it just full of old men? There was like, you could say like stag dudes going past and then like random couples. I was like, why are you walking down here? It's not a road that you accidentally walk past. You've gone there because you know it's that road. Yeah. How many husbands do you reckon on business trips to Thailand? So Thailand. many. It's just there's like even not not just on that road in like Koh Samui and, and Bangkok there's so many men like in the fifties with a young Thai bird just like gone over there and married them. God, you were at state of origin <laughs> in the bar. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was like watching the World Cup, um, the footy. You know, it's like everyone's crammed in watching all watching this origin. It was like the World Cup final. It was class. You missed the origin yeah. podcast, didn't you, Luke? I did listen to it back and didn't hear much Queensland praise, but. Yeah, and by the way, if anyone was wondering, the person who did get Pat Carrigan to be man of the match was me. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> don't, don't it. Yeah, it must have slipped our minds, that, to be fair. Yeah. Don't, don't remember that one, Luke. But anyway, we're back from the episode of the Tender In podcast. Obviously, you can hear all four of our voices. We're joined again by Luke after his experimenting with Lady Cock. Um, <laughs> we missed a few games. We missed, obviously, a week of games, but we're back now better than ever. Um, a lot's happened since we've been away, actually. Is that the Avengers, this? The whole team? <laughs> <laughs> Who's who? The Infinity Stones. Who's who, though? Um, is there any lady boys? <laughs> 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 Luke She-Hulk. <laughs> nah, I was thinking Luke's 100% Vision. Looks a bit like Vision. He does, oh, yeah. It's got, it's got no hair, Luke. All oh, right, nice one. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good to be back. Miss, miss talk, Mrs. Boys. Nice to be back. Um, missed a lot. I think. I think. The, do you know what? I want to think. I first want to jump straight into. Uh, everything's going on with Manga this week. 
obviously with the Rainbow Pride t-shirts that is it nine players have been stood down now it's ended up being nine eight what, of them eight what, what, what do we make of that I, I think that's it's a controversial thing that they've done there isn't it I'd but, um, I'd seen seven or eight players um, that were out look it's not a good look, is it, really? I think it's mainly like the Islander boys, um, who are the culprits <clears> I've seen, Kula, Olakwatu, Josh, Aloia, um, a couple of others, but it's not a good look. Yeah, it's a weird one, to be fair. I was, I was thinking about this before, because um, I think the first initial um, opinion that we probably all have was, like, it feels like 20 years ago, doesn't it? Like, how can we still be having these sort of people like refusing to wear a kit to support um, stuff like this? But it's different. Like, there's a lot more, there's a lot strict, not stricter, but religion's a much bigger thing, I feel like, in them countries. And and you can't have a go at them for not wanting to wear it when, if there's, if their religion says, like, there's not, it doesn't align in their religions, does it? I think you can think- criticize it, though. I yeah, you can, but I think you've got to look more manly than the players because I was reading before that they only had 24 hours notice or something when the kit's been being in the pipeline mm. being made for six months. Like the NRL knew about it and didn't, didn't, it just, it was just so poorly executed, the whole thing, I thought. Well, I don't think, don't get too political with it, is like these are the sort of players that, do these seven players stick to a fully religious lifestyle? Like you're telling me these players don't go out and get fucking, pissed and coked up every weekend or whatever yeah you you can't really pick and choose what aspects of the religion yeah i mean we're only we're only speculating aren't we they might follow it to a t um but you could imagine that they're not the most religious they're not very strict in the religion you've got to respect if they have drawn out on religious grounds it's just like luke's just said over here that wouldn't even be a thing you wouldn't have players backing out or anything like that if, if any of us over here um, came out with a pride jersey. Um, but I think the ARL commissioner came out and said that he respects that, that it's on uh, religious grounds and if we're treating all players as equal throughout the whole thing, then you, you've got to respect their right to not want to play and not wear the jersey. But I, I don't really think it's something that had happened over here and I think it's it doesn't it doesn't shine a good light on the sport does it when you've got stuff like this happening no and you know what as well I, I do get what you're saying I do I do get what you're coming from with the religious brand but more they play with a betting sponsor on their shirts every yeah. week yeah and, and um, also what if I don't know I can't think of a player that's what if Nathan Cleary for example declined to play in Indigenous round because it's not his blue, it's not his beliefs. Mm. What what happens to him then? How, what, like, you, I don't I don't get that. I mean, like, how can they on religious grounds refuse to play in? I think it's the women in the league round this round, but wearing the pride jersey. What if what if you start having some Australian or English players over there refuse to wear the indigenous jersey? Luke, yeah, it's it's a weird one. I do I do get what you're saying, but I keep I just feel like it could have been handled so much better. Like if they've had so many much more notice, they could they could still wear their normal kit. I don't think it'd make too much of a difference to the game because there's not that much changes on the kit. There's only a bit of rainbow um, 
colouring on it. Like it wouldn't affect the game them wearing that colour. And then it's the whole point of like um they're now like it's women in league rounds, so why is it even happening anyway? Yeah, but it's the raise awareness, isn't it? Yeah, do we know is there any other teams with pride jerseys or wearing mm-hmm. pride jerseys in the next few weeks or even now? Just no, Manley's the first one. Just Manly. Like what Luke just said that like a, a few minutes ago about them only getting twenty four hours notice. If they were included in the decision when it was originally made, none of this would have ever happened because they'd have had the they'd have had the conversation with the players. The players would have spoke out about it then before it was even announced or anything like that. So on Manley's part, that it wasn't good organising, it wasn't good planning. But like we've already said, the the sport, if they want to be inclusive of everyone, it's just it's not a good look for them at all. No, and, and, and just, just one thing, another, another thing I want to mention, if you took away the fact that they're rugby league players and you put them in a nine-to-five office job, can they still do the same thing there? No. It's part of your contract. To then They're not bigger than Manly Football Club. So what makes them pick and choose when they want to play an NRL game? I, if I was if I was Manly, honestly, I would make a statement. I, they would never would do, especially with some of the players that I've, I've pulled out. And you'd sack them all. Because they're breaching the they're surely breaching the contract by refusing to play for Manly Manly Football Club. Yeah, but then you could like look at think about all of our jobs. If they came up to you tomorrow and said, "Oh, by the way, you've got to wear a massive pride top the next day," some people would kick off and probably wouldn't do it. But like you just said, it's not it's not even a massive pride top. They're just the little white lines that normally the kit is just the 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 rainbow flag. It's it's like the equivalent of when the footballers wear rainbow laces. And no yeah. one kicks up a fuss, a fuss about that and it gets celebrated. Like, you, the first gay footballer came out this year and that got celebrated absolutely everywhere. And he's Australian. And he's Australian, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you think of how it, they've reacted to that over there. It, it seems to be positive. I can't see... Well, I, I don't know what it's like, but I can't see many people over there seeing this in in a positive light or a positive way. Yeah, I just think it's a whole. Yeah, I do get your point. It is, it is wrong for the players, but it's a big fuck up in general, really, isn't it? Like it could have been handled, like you said, Jake. It could have been handled so much better if it, they could have had come up with so many different ways of getting around it. If they'd have involved the players in the conversation, and even like the, they see the stuff that Manly brought out today, they made DCE and Des Hasler bring out the statement. I'm sure that's something your club should be doing. Not I thought Des Hasler coach. Was, made a really good statement, though. I think he nailed it. To be honest. Like, he shouldn't I, be doing that though. Like, it shouldn't be his no. place. But I think the thing, the thing is that I imagine that the people behind this at Manly probably the similar ideologies that was for us. And it's hard to sort of, we're just like, all right, whatever. It's different. It's one of the things that we don't even think about. You just wear it. But I mm-hmm. suppose these other people don't. But I just still think it's the right and wrong. Like, I, don't, I don't really care if your religion says that. I just think yeah. it's just inclusivity. Like, how does it affect you if you're just making inclusive yeah George's point about the indigenous round and if people then decided not to wear that jersey imagine that the fuss kicked up for all that and it is it is very similar and it's the closest comparison you've got to something else in the NRL but I I, I don't know The, the situation could have been handled a lot better but 
you can't. I don't know. It's it's a hard situation. Not a good look, is it? Not a good, it's it's not a good look, and 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 unfortunately, what should have been quite a um, potent moment in NRL and not in NRL history, but this round, and it should have been celebrated. Now, such a negative spin on it. You already know going into the game and the commentary of the game that we always speak about, and then it'll it'll continue on. They've got they've got a tough game coming up this week, man. They're, they're playing the Roosters. What if they get battered this week because they're missing eight starters? The conversation will then be. Was it worth it wearing the jersey? Like, you, there's just no win in this situation. It should have been. It was meant to be a small gesture that's turned into this big, just a big fuck up. What do you think, Rob? There's like two. I think there's two effects as well. Like you say, they're probably by the Roosters now, and that's a massive game because they're both on level points. So that's probably madly out the top eight. And second, like, what does this do to these eight players? Because they're going to go to grounds around Australia now and get abuse off people. Mm-hmm. Like, look what happens to Falau. Like the guy. Still gets shit every. I mean, he gets some support, but he gets shit everywhere he goes. Really, and especially in more tolerant places, like yeah. and what are the Olakalatu people? Just, he's gonna have that for the rest of his career now. Mm. Yeah, it, it it really doesn't look good on the club at all, does it? And I think um, I sent something on Clarky's Instagram page saying the mole had reported. I don't know how he would even know this, but the mole reported that there's a, a young manly. Uh, academy player that's gay and that he is devastated by the choices of these players and you've got to think the 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 amount of rugby players in the NRL there is going to be some gay rugby players and yeah. for them it it will be devastating mm. so not what you want to change really it's going to be a bit interesting for Manly in the next couple of weeks they're just a bit behind us aren't they I think not behind us but like Sort of the religious aspect is always that political aspect of it and what's wrong. Mm. But from where I'm standing, it's wrong. But I don't have I don't have the same perspective. No, true. If you're um, if you're the NRL or one man or the NRL, how do you combat it? Is something like the Rainbow Lace is a good way to still promote um, homosexuality and like have that celebration because then not every player has to wear the Rainbow Laces, but you can still have a sort of um, and you're identifying. The ones that don't want to, it's tough. They've, it? already, they've already identified themselves. Yeah. Uh, would it have been a big deal if them players that have played in the normal kit this week and some of them have played, had the pride bit the on media it as well? Would have made that big, the media would have made that a big deal. Mm. That's true. It's a shame. It's, it's a shame. I think rugby league's had a bit, bit of a tough week, to be honest, with refereeing decisions, which I know we'll go into in a second, but then like. Soft field, it just it shoots itself in the foot sometimes rugby league, and I think this is another one of one of those instances where it's in the media and world media for all the wrong reasons. Hmm. And manly afoot now, that's it. The fucked. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. if you go if, if you move away from a moral standpoint, move it back to a rugby standpoint. That's their season done. The season hmm. was almost done anyway, but it's definitely done now. Unless they can pull up a miracle against an informed Roosters team, season done. Yeah, Rob, you. You hit the nail on the head there, really. With you, you want to take points off your rivals for that top eight. So this is a massive game with like playing the Roosters. It's a massive game. They've just, if you're going completely away from the moral, they've just taken. It's a four point game, and they've they've just completely taken our chances away. Mm. And you'd think, even if they don't agree with it, they they should they should be fined for me, not for. 
their opinions on whether they wear the jersey or not. But if you then choose not to play a game for any reason, it's your choice. You should be fined because you're not honouring your contract. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And there's six, there's, six, there's six games left for Manly. Three of them are against... Sorry, two of them against the Bulldogs and the Titans. And then there's two against the Raiders and the Roosters. So you'd think if they they win Bulldogs and Titans and then two on the you know the two rivals that are close to them. Yeah. That could be the difference that Roosters game. Say they beat the Raiders and that could be mm. the difference of them getting a the top eight. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. Unfortunately the selfishness of a few players is mm. gonna cost them their season. It'd be interesting to see I don't think we've at the end of this, I think there'll be a lot more fallout from it. I can't imagine it'll be as simple as next week, teamless Tuesday in a week's time. They just get named like nothing's happened. There will be definitely fallout wherever they go to different grounds. Or I imagine a lot of Manly fans are pissed. It just puts a negative spin on their club. I know the jersey is actually sold out, hasn't it? Is it? Yeah, sold out almost instantly. So there's definitely support out there, but just a negative spin. And it's not how you want to start the podcast, but obviously something we need to talk about. Um, moving on to another big topic in the sport, we believe this is on field. The end of the Cowboy Tigers game. Um, what do we, I don't even know where to start, Luke. What do you make of it? That's one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so bad. And you, you're looking. I've looked back on it a few times now, and you pick another fault out about, out about it every single time you watch it. I'm not having for a second that that for a start that wasn't a penalty. So there's two. If you break it down a bit, there's a few stages within this decision that went wrong. One, one. The second, the stoppage was the game should have finished because you can't half blow your whistle just to check something. The game's finished. Yeah. Two, how can how can you have a captain's challenge on it? Didn't think there should have been even a captain's challenge to be allowed because there wasn't anything to be challenged. And three, when you do go to the video ref, it wasn't a penalty. There was, I just I don't I don't know about you, but there's I don't see any way that that should have been given a penalty, regardless of whether whether you think about the game should have finished or not, it wasn't a penalty yet anyway. It's actually Klein, wasn't it? And he's made a few mistakes in that yeah, four time. What do you think about it, Jake? Yeah, Ashley Klein, he's um he has made a few mistakes. He's been stood down as a result of it, hasn't he, for the next week. Um they should do that, I think, a lot more across every sport with refs who make shocking decisions, um stand them down. But I don't I thought there had to be for you to have a captain's challenge, I thought there had to be a decision from the ref. You know, the the ref the referee has yeah. stopped the play for some reason or he's he's called something. Mm. But there was there was no call from the referee. So I don't see how you could captain's challenge it. They've they've took something, like um cowboys have took something that they've seen, not that the referee's seen and challenged it. I don't yeah. see how how that worked in any way. Then the penalty was not a penalty whatsoever at all. He's not he's not blocked anyone. The, and the, the Cowboys player went down so easy. Um, the only positive thing I can say about it is Val Holmes stepped up under a lot of pressure and nailed the kick. <laughs> Very true. thing is, the, uh, I, I mean, I hate the Tigers and the admin guy put the win on the Twitter page before Holmes kicked the thing. <laughs> he put game it was like win secured in James Tamos through the game it was like 26-25 oh. and it was oh. like oh no 
Yeah, it's all sorts of wrong, isn't it? And I, and I think I know. I think the I, for me the worst thing about it is the video ref or the bunker. Started to then decide what the Tigers player was trying to do. Like when 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 you're watching a video ref, it's it should be black or white. Has he stripped the ball? Yes or no? Has he not done? Yes or no? They were then trying to determine was he getting in the line of view. But if you watch it, the Tigers player is, is looking at the ball the whole time. He doesn't want to have eyes for Kyle Fell. And even if that Tigers player isn't there for me, Carfield doesn't get to the ball. He's nowhere near the, he's nowhere near the play. What, what do you think, Jake? But that that's what I mean by the the referee has normally made a decision on something when it goes to a captain's challenge. So if there you had the referee had made the decision that he hadn't in, intervened or blocked anyone from the run, then if it wasn't black or white when it went to the captain's challenge, they would go with the referee's decision. If they mm. couldn't really tell or couldn't really see anything, they'd go with the referee's decision. But that's why they're trying to kind of make up what the Tigers play is trying to do. <clears throat> and it, if it's not black and white, they, they, they shouldn't have even been allowed to look at it anyway, I think. And the Tigers have been absolutely robbed. I mean, I don't really like the Tigers much anyway, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... And 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 you know what? When Val Holmes stepped up and kicked it, I was I was glad. But, <laughs> but it shouldn't have happened for the sport anyway. Do you know what? I, I not to be the conspiracy theorist in the group again, <laughs> but it's like one of the decisions where you actually think, like, hang on, something's mm. happening here. Do you know what I mean? Like where you think, fucking, mm. hell, that's not right. Could you imagine? What did you say then, Robbie? Broke up with it. No, but like, could you imagine like the Cowboys there, cause, um, sort of paying someone off for the wins? I couldn't imagine that, but you know what? But like, I don't. I always think like, does that decision get given the other way around? If, yeah, if it's Cowboys, if, if it's Cowboys winning, and there's an argument in every sport, isn't it? That the big teams get the big, that the big calls. But like, if the Cowboys are winning and that happens, does that does that whole scenario play out? What do you reckon? Luke. Yeah, it's probably hard for me to comment on that. Probably better looking at you three because you support teams that are lower down the table and one of the big teams. But um, the one thing I'm confused about, I can see the other side in the sense that I'm thinking, like, say a grand final and Saints in the grand final and the last play of the game, a penalty gets given. You would want it to be like looked at when you... So I kind of get the sense that there wasn't a foul, so you, but they did still look at it for a captain's challenge. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, you want it to be scrutinised. You want it to be looked at just in case, don't you? It's the whole the actual t- actual foul play that wasn't foul play. He ran. He, he may have changed his line slightly, but he was made no f- attempt of. Uh, felt was never going to get to that ball, was he? Say, no. say, nothing had happened. He'd blown the whistle for full time. How many Cowboys fans do you think would be complaining that didn't check it? Exactly. No one would even mention it. Well, I think they would. What you just said there, though, Luke, uh, you, you compared it to Saints and you said if a penalty was given at the at the end of the game to to win it, possibly, and you'd want it to be looked at. Yeah, I think if if the if the ref gives a penalty at the end of that game, the Cowboys Tigers game for obstruction on the player running in trying to get, catch the ball, was it Kyle Felt, you said, George? Yeah. Trying to run in and, and, and catch the ball, then the Tigers should be the ones that mm. are able to captain's challenge it. 
Yeah. Not 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 from the Cowboys' point of view. Like if you're saying there it was Saints and there's a penalty given against Saints, yeah, you'd want it to be looked at because Saints would be the ones that would captains challenge it if it was against them. Go on, George. Oh, I was just going to say. I was just about to say on a quick note. I wish Ashley Klein was in was the video ref for the 2019 Challenge Cup final. Morgan Olds, <laughs> Morgan Olds might have been given his try because he would have looked at it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But then you can look at it on the other side of it in the sense that if it say it was actually a penalty. And then you would be saying, oh, well done to the very arrest for picking up on it. Do you know what I mean? I think it can be looked at. I think it's a rule where they should be able to look at it at the end of the game. But Yeah, but then you have every the game. Court. After the full time at every single game, now you can have them choosing the captain's challenge because why not? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, oh, they, did in, they did in another game, I think, where it was just like just a nothing call. And it was near the end of the Rabbitohs game or something. Mm. I swear. And it, was just a, and it was just like, oh, yeah, it was clearly a knock on. But. Yeah. Um, how many times do people get bumped off the ball like that though? Like, have we set a precedent now? Because see about five of them a game. Is that every single one of them going to be a penalty now? That's worrying. Mm-hmm. That is because the problem with players just diving around a bit more has become worse, I think. And even in Super it League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. 100% you see it in Super League and play the balls and stuff. I mean, um, we saw it the last home game I watched for Saints. Sione Matauti, a big sexy Sione, got. Um, was it was it Simbin or sending off? Sent off, didn't it? Uh, sent off, yeah. Sent off, wasn't it? Yeah, because Danny Levi, the little rat, stayed down <laughs> injured, even though he wasn't. And Sione uh, picked him up, not 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 a lot, just a little bit of a, a shirt pull, and uh, gave him a bit of shit for it. And the ref sent him off, didn't he? Because there's a rule you can't pick up an injured player. But that could have been gone, that was something that could have gone gone been looked back at because Danny Levi wasn't even injured. He got up yeah. and he played the rest of the game. So, yeah. Danny, if you're listening, what? if you're listening, Danny, you didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. His biceps just going away. No, I do think, I do think there's a lot of play acting coming into rugby. Um, and I think the play of the ball is the worst for it. Super League, I've noticed, I don't know if you have, the amount of people trying to milk a crusher penalty at the moment. Mm. ridiculous I seen one that I didn't see when I was watching the game from the Magic Weekend Liam Farrell not long after Singleton had been sent off tried to get one against I think it was against Sione again and the ref just played on because there was nothing in the tackle but there's a lot of that coming into the game and it's not what we want to see is it Luke yeah just going back to that Tigers-Cowboys incident do you think there could be an argument for giving the Tigers the points or not no no, no. you can't but you can never do that I'm not against it you know well, no, no. are we going to get through the? You can't do that, Luke. How how can you do that? We're no, not but get it's the first time ever that a game has actually been one hundred percent decided by an incorrect referee decision. No, but way. the game was yeah. a close game. But they won. Was... They won. They won the game. The final also went, and then they gave the pen. It's not from ref decisions, though. Like you can, how many sports? How many games in sport are decided by poor calls? It's like Liverpool in the league. Join the COVID. <laughs> Salty was, from the Newcastle fan. I mean, I, I was I was going to Lampard goal against Germany, but yeah, yeah. I did that one instead. We play that game on Sky Sports Masters. I was going to compare yeah, it to something similar, actually, in the Premier League. Of, I don't know whether it was last season or a couple of seasons ago. Man United played played Brighton away at Brighton, and oh, the full full time whistle went. The Bruno Fernandez, yeah. The Bruno Fernandez and the Man United actually got a penalty after the 
the whistle went after the full time whistle went and did they end up winning the game or draw? Yeah, did they won, they won three. They won. That was ridiculous when that happened. So so is this one. Yeah, that's true. It's ridiculous, but they can't. You just can't get the points. I think that gets rid of all like sporting integrity, doesn't it? Coming from a Titans fan. <laughs> um, and then finally, I think that, I think for me, one of the, the other big talking point this weekend was um, Kalen Ponga. It's fifth HIA of the year. His third failed HIA in the past. I'm sure, Rob's got something to say about this. He um, looks like he's going to be stood down for the rest of the year. What What are your thoughts on that? I'll come to you first, Rob, and then I'll come to you last, Luke, because I know you're a big fan of fan. But what do you think, Rob? Soft cunts, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he is. Matt Lodge hardly touched him. Yeah, that's going to last year. I think it's the right thing to step him down for the rest of the season. They've got nothing to play for. He's had what five HIAs, threes failed in the last how many weeks? And mm. some of them have been a, that one against Kickout was the one that sticks him in. He was out cold on the floor, and that's probably why Matt Lodge might not hit him too hard. But but then it's just like you see it with like MMA fighters and boxers and stuff, don't you? Like the more they get knocked out and stuff, they get knocked out in the future. So I think he needs a good like. I reckon he needs to stay rested now till the end of next season, start of next season. Yeah. What do you think, Luke? It's a worry in it because the first thing I thought of was the likes of Boy Cardner, Jake Friend, who've had to retire from this sort of this sort of incident. You're looking at Luke Carey now, he's really struggling. He could be the next one to retire. And uh Ponga's too good to be like his career to be cut so short. Like, you've seen in origin how good he can be, and it's just you feel sorry for him a bit, don't you? He did a yeah. press conference today, didn't he? he- like he's, they, they've not actually ruled him out though. I've seen this before, and I've not fully ruled him out yet. This is the media. Apparently, seeing a specialist this week, anymore this season. So, but I think I think if I'm the Knights, I don't care what the specialist says. I'm stepping in. He's a million, and like just let him rest. Yeah, yeah. You, you million pound player. You've got to protect him, haven't you? He's a uh, the most the most vital asset, and if I don't know. The, the the amount of HIAs he's had, it's just and then failed ones at that. Like you just said, it's 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 not looking good for him. But um, it's not looking one, good, bro. It's not looking good, bro. But one thing uh, you you can say about Ponga is he's always involved in some sort of big hit. He puts himself in some situations, doesn't he? Like there was all, all these big hit compilations. They all seem to be on Ponga. Hmm. Do you all sense that Chad Townsend one when he played when he tapped the ball and he got <laughs> killed about two years? Rattled. Ago. Rattled. That was it, isn't it the game the game plan for the Knights is you take Kalen Ponga out the team. We've seen what happened this weekend. Yeah. Like they've got not they have absolutely nothing in a t- I mean defence, I think sometimes he's a bit sketchy anyway, but in a tap without him, they're just like yeah, and I, I think I think you would if I was a nice, I'd stand down for the year as well because also the way that he plays, like he's quick and he's and he's quick and he's got a step. The amount of swinging arms he's going to get from tired forwards, that's just that's the reason he gets caught on the head so much. Is he's too quick for the tired forwards he's running at, and the the swinging and catching him. But we've we've all just said the Matt Lodge one wasn't it wasn't it was a bit innocuous, wasn't it? So it's worrying like they're the type of things that get him to fail the HIA. Obviously, send our best wishes to him. Obviously, I don't. Well, well, I think the game needs someone like Caelan Ponger, and it'd be a shame to see him leave the game because of because of concussion problems. Is not what you want to see. 
I think as well, like if they if the Knights let him play and say he did get another HI next week, that's a PR disaster. They'll be in so much shit in the media and especially yeah. with the topic of dementia and Alzheimer's or whatever at the yeah. moment. Like, they just need to not play him for the rest of the season. Yeah. Is it if in... he, if... Go on, go on, oh, no, go on, go on. Is it is it in rugby union? I've seen that there's um a group of players currently suing the is it the RFU? Or some governing body in rugby for uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. So yeah, I, like, I, I, I've seen something about it. I, I think I feel like you're going to get something similar very soon with like a lot of rugby league players. Um, there is the 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 uh, is there? Yeah, Bobby Goulden and a few other players that are are suing the RFU, uh, the oh, RFL. All oh, right, okay, that could that could have been what I seen to be fair, but. Yeah, I think you're gonna get even more than that coming out. The amount of head knocks you get, and do you, do you just start penalising players who give these penalties away for head knocks or or give HIAs away, like with these dangerous contacts to the head? Do you define them more, or do you do you ban them for for longer in order to like get them to stop it? Because like you're saying, if it's lazy forwards committing these these fouls. If you ban them, maybe it just deters them from doing it. Well, I mean, that's all the sort of them sort of incidents where like it might be a high arm or something like that. Look at the origin incidents. It was like Camboy went down just for a, a tackle. In the first game, Yo got the wrong side of someone. He got knocked out, didn't he? Yeah. A lot of the time, it's just tackling technique. Yeah, it's a collision-based sport, isn't it? So yeah, it's, so it's, get them it's never going to... I don't know whether you can... How would anyone have a case with this Alzheimer's and stuff? Because if if they do the right thing with regards to having a head test, and if they pass it or they fail it, then it's, they've, it's their choice to play. They're not forced to play rugby league. At least. I don't think it's as much the players today, Luke. It's the players when there was no sort of welfare around head knocks. So mm. like, I, I don't reckon... like Someone like Ponga, I don't reckon, could come out and... And like sue the RFL, oh, well, the NRL, because they probably have the best measures in place to make sure he's all right. There's concussion protocols, etc. It's more the people who come out, the people who play in like eighties, nineties, when there was just no, there was no such thing. You'd get a probably, you probably get a wet sponge on your head and told to play on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Then yeah, it is. It is more the older players, isn't it? I, I remember an incident talking about rugby union again here, and I, I don't even like it. But do you remember? <laughs> do you remember George North? Like, that out. international game, he got knocked out twice in one game. Yeah, twice in one game, and neither time he left the field. It's the introdu- introduction now of um, HIA protocols and, and stuff like that. Even with they've got uh, that that doctor that's come in that, that looks at the play, doesn't he? And even if the physio hasn't picked it up, they pick it up and they, they send people off mm. the HIAs. They are bringing in a lot more stuff now, but yeah, like George said, it's more the older players that this is going to be based around. I think, I think you said uh, someone, someone told me like Bobby Gurling, like he was saying from his own experience that he just played how, like X amount of games concussed. Yeah, so he did. He, um, he, he just there was no sort of protocol. Let's say you played on a Saturday, you'd come in for your first game on the Tuesday, and if you'd pulled your groin, you were more you were a bigger priority than if you'd been knocked out. The, the brain and head injuries were just non-existent, really. If you if you were physically fit to play, you played. No matter no, no matter what, there was if you pulled your groin, you were more of a priority than 
uh, someone who, who'd clearly been knocked out. It was a case that they'd put two, three fingers in your face. If you could see how many fingers they had up, you were back in the line. So, oh, so the, the, sports, the sports come a long way since then, but it's just not nice to see. And I think you've got to put your, your life first, really. If you're someone like Caelan Ponga, I mean, how many more of these head injuries can he take before it's like his brain really starts it starts messing with a lot of his later life? Look at Jake Friend and Boyd Corbett. They've had to stay away from the sport before it affects him for the rest of their life. But we'll move on now. To a lighter note, but... To have to like to know. Well, Doom and Gloom, the beginning of part. I know. Well, it's well, much better. We get to have Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> it is all Doom and Gloom, but I think it's, I think it's relevant to what's going on in the world of rugby league. Like I said, it's not been a great week of sport, but hopefully we can improve that. We can enlighten this podcast. I know Luke's going to be happy to speak about a Broncos win. Uh, so I'm going to come to him first. Obviously, Broncos beating the Eels 36-14. Two very big forward packs, and I think the game was dominated by Brisbane's forward pack. Must be a happy Broncos fan today this week, Luke. Some win that one. I don't think many people would have backed us in that game. I know we've had a good season, but you still look at the likes of the Eels and, and even the Roosters and you think, oh, I'm not very really confident going into this one. But wow, did we play well in that game. We were <laughs> so good. Our forward pack was unbelievable. And even coming off the bat, like Reynolds probably didn't have one of his better games, I didn't think. Well, he, he dictated, but he wasn't completely influential in every try. And we still played unbelievably. It was a class game. I mean, at you six tries, Reynolds was involved in three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kick to the corner for Corey Oates was pretty good, to be fair. I know, but I just didn't feel like he was... He, at the no, beginning of the season, every single play was either Reynolds creating or we were fucked. But cheers that yeah. one, Rob. <laughs> I, think, I think having Ezra Mann helps it, doesn't it? It doesn't mean it's all on Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, Pass was unbelievable, wasn't he? Pass was the best player on the field. So good. Been out with injury but, and he comes back and he puts that performance in. I think the other thing with Haas as well is that like the team he did it against, it wasn't like the Knights or the fucking Titans. That was arguably the best forward pack in the league deals. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing it against Junior Paulo, who um and RCG. Yeah, and RCG, who are two of the best props in the league. Just going back onto Ezra Mam there. Pains me to say it because obviously Luke loves the Broncos, but I love Ezra Mam. <laughs> I think he's quality. He's reading of the line sometimes of like the defensive line and what's in front of him. Like the the try assist that he got, I can't remember who it was. It Catewell he puts through that gap. Yeah, yeah. Someone someone shoots out the line and he just takes a little step. He doesn't do too much. It's just his reading takes a little step, draws one man in, and passes the ball behind the back. And I just thought it was quality. Yeah, another good game from. Um... Tessie New, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good game. He's good as well. Reese Walsh, who? <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting one, Luke. What? I know. Because I mean, Tessie's had a few good games. I don't know how old. I think, I'm pretty sure Tessie New's only like 20. Um, so at the end of the day, it's still a good competition and it gives us some good depth until he probably will force, his, force himself away. But I still think Reese Walsh is a Bit of a different class than Tessie New. Do you really? really, Would you rather have Tessie New? Every sort of Tessie New? Any day. I mean. Yeah, I'd rather have. I would much rather have Reese Walsh. I just think Tessie, he's had, yeah, he had two good games, but there's a 
slight different level in in class. I think what we what Reese Walsh did last year um, was was pretty different level to what Tessie knew. I think is capable of. But is a, it is strange how Tessie's improved performances have coincided with the signing of Reese Walsh, though, isn't it? Yeah, it always, it always happens. That always happens. I also feel a bit bad for Tamari Mine. He's probably going to get back in now, and I thought he's been good for us. I think if you're cool. side looking for a, a six or probably, or makeshift fullback, I'd be I'd be picking him up. Yeah, the Dolphins. I think he could, he, yeah, he could end up with the Dolphins. Warriors signed him yet? No, not still. I think confirmed. They don't really oh, need him. Though. Not with CNK going. But I thought got... CNK was the rumor is he's going to play center. Oh, really? For them. They do Warriors are fucked regardless, aren't they? Yeah, they are. The Warriors? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I just don't see the direction they're going in. They've got some good pieces, though. Yeah, but they had them good pieces at the end of the year and they seem to be losing mm. them all. Wow. Who, do you know what? Who are, the, the, who are their spat skill players next year? So obviously, mm-hmm. uh, for the Warriors. CNK. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Probably Falkman. Volkman, yeah, because I was going to say, because Harris is taking time off, isn't he? Uh, Harris is going to find himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's, going to that, in that? He's going for the lady cock. Have you heard about this, Jake? <laughs> No, I've not heard this. No, he's got. He's taking a year out to. Uh, What's he doing? Devote himself to religion or something? He's having a gap year. A gap year. Yeah. <laughs> he's having a gap year. <laughs> he's the first yes. replay to have a gap year. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, he'll probably follow the same path as Hopoate, and I'll see him at Warrington in the next five years. Mm. Good. He's good though, Harris Devito. I rate the guy. So was Hopoate, and then he took a year out, didn't he? he just yeah, wasn't the same. When he came back, no, I suppose. Well, uh, interesting one, isn't it? I don't know what. I don't know what. How does he get He must hate rugby. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? But I mean, it might not be his number one priority. But I think we've got to look at the Eels as well. How bad they were. They're still going to beat the Panthers this week. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's typical Eels. We say it every week, but shocking at home <laughs> against Broncos, who didn't have to play too Whoa. well to beat them. <laughs> and uh, they'll probably will go and beat uh, beat Panthers next week. I don't know who's at fault though for this Eels. It's weird, isn't it? It's it, I I'm 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 a Brad Arthur out me. I think I have to be at this point. You can't it... have so many good players. You can play. They can beat anyone on one game, and then then the next week they get beat, and they don't even look at their ass. It's so weird. Apart from Penrith, who's got a better one to seventeen? I know. That should be, they should be in the top four. No, without Easily. a doubt. You look at the players they've got. Like, has Mitch Moses been playing the past few weeks? Where's he gone to? He's been <laughs> crap. Dylan Brown's been, Dylan Brown's been crap. Marnie is it, a shadow of himself. And Marnie's Clint, already at the Bulldogs. Crap. And I'm going to put it out there, right? It's quite controversial. Gutherson is overrated. He's been really poor. I think he's been the worst out of the spine because I think Moses and Brown. I've had really good moments this season. Yeah, yeah, but then you look at Gutherson and I was thinking about this. What does he actually do? I think he's very solid. He just runs fast. He's like Tedesco. He's just a run meter merchant. It's not a run meter merchant though. He's got a terrible step. Tedesco in the same breath as Gutherson. (laughs) He's got a terrible step. He's got got any pace. He's got a decent pair of hands. But I just 
think he, I'd rather have Dylan Edwards. His biggest attribute over the last few years is Old oh, Gutherson's the best defensive fullback in the league. He was terrible in defence this weekend. It was shocking. But I think, that, I think that's the Eels' biggest problem. Is they ship far too many points, aren't they? Like, don't they ship the eleventh most points in the league? Yeah, I'm sure it's another one. I'm sure they're, 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 they're the eleventh team for points conceded per game. If you look at the table, just on your point there, Joe, on points difference, um, they're seventh currently. If you look at the teams around them, you've got Rabbitohs sixth, the points difference is 70, plus 71, Eels is 14, Roosters 79, Miles better, even even Manly's is better. Like they've, they've shipped too, far too many points this year. Listen to this. I've not, I didn't even realise this. So their last six games, they've got Penrith, so they said they can lose that. Mm-hmm. They play Manly away. They could lose that. They play South. Could yeah, lose that. Okay. They play the Bulldogs, who put thirty on them a few weeks ago. Ah, uh, yeah. But they win that, so that's one game. Then they play the Broncos away. Oh, they win that. Then they play Melbourne. Jesus! They Imagine they don't really hate. They might have one win there. Jeez. But you just know what's going to happen. They'll turn it on and they'll become a top four side again in a couple of weeks' time. I think this might be it. I don't. I, I think we said a few times this is the last season the Eels have got to be good to win it. Well, they're losing too many players, aren't they? And I actually Sweet, think might, this is just going to this is going to come crumbling down. I could if anyone's going to drop out, it's going to be them. Yeah. Uh, apart, apart from the eighth spot, there's the four teams. But if, if two of them four teams get in, it'll be the Eels that make way for them. Hmm. Mm. Because the Raptors look rejuvenised, don't they? Storm are never going to fight the playoffs. And then it's just whether the Broncos can keep firing enough away from that, that drop zone. No, you'll be all right. No, I think I think we've said, I think four wins will be enough to get one of them four teams in, which would be 28 points. Yeah. Do you, do you think this was the game where the Broncos sort of laid down their credentials as actual genuine contenders? Or are they years? They could win it. They could. You they never know. Oh, to be fair, right? Even even at being a Broncos fan, I went into a game like this thinking we we're, we're not going to win this game. We've had a good year, but there's a different level to like these sort of teams. I didn't think we were there, but we dicked them. Like, yeah, that yeah. wasn't even close, really, was it? You took away their best best asset of their middles and just ran all over. And Pat Carrigan was like a mix of Yo and Paul Gallen. He was just unbelievable. <laughs> He's so good. I was going to say, we can't really move past like this game before mentioning Pat Carrigan, and I was surprised Luke hadn't mentioned him because he loves him, but no, he was worry. quality as well. Damned at this point, though, ain't Luke? He's just, he's, honestly, he's got up and be playing for Australia. Oh. Yeah, he did his ACL last year, and everyone forgets that. To come back from an ACL and play this well. To start at 13? Yeah. He's, he's in the Australia. He's on the bench, at least. Oh, I can take him on the bench. He's not taking your spot. No, the only the only person to come back better from an ACL injury is Van Dyke. <laughs> Virgil Van Dyke for Liverpool. It's the only other person. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could play <laughs> you could play in prop. Sorry for, for Australia, Joe. Yeah, no, true. I thought I thought you wanted I thought you wanted to name at thirteen. And as I think for me, as long as Cleary's seven, which yeah. probably might not be he might be, but if Cleary's seven, you're thirteen. You know, I'd be worried about Luke as a Broncos fan. Go on. To get south in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, even it's, it's weird because even like I bet when the when the playoffs come around, anyone who played against the Cowboys, we'd all probably back against against the Broncos, the Cowboys to lose. And I do it with the Broncos because you're just not used to them being yeah in that 
sort of space. I know obviously Broncos did years ago, but even the Eels, I'd be terrified to play against in the playoffs. I think as long as you games, confident. I think as long as you've got Reynolds guiding you around, uh, I think you'll be okay. You've yeah. won a Premiership. I know. I know he lost the Grand Final last year, but he's made another Grand Final. I think that's that type of old head that you need. I think he's been the difference for you this year. Obviously, forwards have played really well on your outside, but you've, you've all played well. But I still think you were, you were missing a seven, like like, Ren, like Reynolds. I still think you just struggled this year. Oh, one hundred percent. And it's it's just just goes to show the past two weeks the influence that. Reynolds has even when he's not playing on the club. Like we didn't never won those games last year. No, with the team we had out and and to even to think we're getting those wins, it's just it's mad. And you never know. Stranger things have happened. We could have actually turned around and win this comp because my controversial opinion is the Panthers are not going to win it. Oh, save that, save that for the Panthers game. You can save the Panthers game. <laughs> Any last thoughts for anyone on this on the uh, Eels Broncos game? Just Bron- Broncos might make the top four. See in the final, baby. <laughs> uh, second game of the round, Dragons Manly, uh, with Dragons winning twenty points to six. Thanks to two, well, not just thanks to two tries and Ben Hunt, but Ben Hunt played well. Uh, Jake, you're our Manly fan, so I'll come over to you for this one. Bit of a bad, bit of a sore one for you to cover. Yeah, um, I think we were talking about it before the podcast, and I was saying how. Josh Aloia was our only good forward. I don't know whether Rob's got the stats up for the game or he's got any and can see our forward stats, but I think he was the only one that stood out. Yeah. yeah. He was the only one that stood out for me. I think all our forwards got ran over. And apart from that, and DC didn't really do too much. Across the board, we were poor. But Ben Hunt 100% ran the game. Aloia. Hello, hello, I think with Ben Hunt, is he just... Is he the luckiest man in rugby league? Like some of the things he does that he's done this season, they just seem to come off. Like yeah, he fell yeah. over and, and then scored a try. I don't think that happens to anyone else in rugby league. You know, and like it's looked this in the past few games been so good, but you you earn your own luck, don't you? You know, with Banley, DC had one of his better games last week off the back of the Origin game as well, and then goes and puts one of them performances this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird because when when you're watching the game. I couldn't really pick out specific people who were necessarily terrible for for Manly. You just none of you. Just, I just think the whole team team as a whole didn't turn up. And then, if you look at the Dragons, Ben Hunt was was quality, wasn't he? And then they just seemed to find a way to keep putting points on you, and you just yeah. your defense kept falling away. Do you know what I thought didn't play well? I thought Dylan Walker was a bit crap. <laughs> not I, not that he, actually. I don't think he played poorly. He just seemed to get in the way. He, yeah. he was playing at 13, wasn't he? And I just think he took so much ball away from Foreign and DC, I thought. He, his hands were on the ball too much for me. I don't think that helped Manly. He's not an 80-minute just... 13, though, is he? So No, he's not. I've got to let he's... him off. It was very disjointed, wasn't it? I think Dylan Walker showed that. Like you're saying, he's taking like ball off DC and, and Foreign. But that was just how disjointed we were in attack. And then in defence, we were poor as well. But we didn't have any drive. In in attack, the DCE forum couldn't set anything up because they wasn't getting anything off the forwards. They weren't yeah. driving us. It was almost like they were missing like that Jake Trevojevic link mm, where he takes yeah. it to the line. 100%. And he's got one of the best hands in, one of the best hands for a forward, hasn't he, Jerbo? So that's that's one thing that they definitely missed. Yeah, it was a shame. Um, I mean, the only negative for Dragons, they obviously lost Ramsey. 
Shame. He's, he's a good turn of good turn of the year. He's had a well, it's about six weeks on the bounce now. He's played well. Um, big loss for Dragons. Obviously, they've got Terrell Sloan. He can probably come fit in, or even Moses Zembai. But shame for Ramsey. I know you're a big fan of him, Rob. So, what do you make of the injury? What's this for him? Who was honestly the biggest Ramsey hater? <laughs> then, I don't know what's happened. Like he actually looks like he's got something about him. But apparently it's only a two-week injury. So if they can, if they do make the eight, then he's going to be back at full back in two weeks. They're playing Mbai this week. Who have they got? I can't remember who they've got. But Mbai is just a recipe for disaster. Uh, they're, just... playing, they're playing Cowboys last game of the round. I don't get this Mbai. Like, what are you gaining by playing Moses Mbai at fullback? You're basically just saying let's play with twelve. And we're, and we're <laughs> try and win. Garbage. But I'm going to give a shout out to Cody Ramsey. He needs to go and sign up for the Australian gymnastics squad or something to be able to only be out for two weeks and completely bending me. his knee to his other head. It's mad. <laughs> I thought he was going to tear something at least. Well, well, I, well I, about, I thought he was out for the season, but it's only two weeks to throw it up. Uh huh. Well, well if you ch- tune in on the. Weekly uh, NRL injury report to find out is the extent of his injury. <laughs> and where, where does that get put, Luke? Oh, just on the at ten of the bin Instagram page. Weekly updates, weekly scores, roundups, the lot. Be there. Non non biased opinions, everything. <laughs> if, uh, if 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 anyone forgets, you know the Lance Pod points that we, that we do now on the, on the podcast. Anyone just forgets and think, oh, I can't bother going back to the podcast and having a listen <laughs> through and trying to find the Lance Pod points. They'll soon be coming to the Instagram page as well, so look out for them. And many, nice. many more. That was a nice little plug for yourself there, Jake. Thank you very much. No worries. <laughs> um, They'll be the no, best posts just... as well, so just look out for them. <laughs> any, um, any final thoughts on the Dragons Man the Game, Rob? I've got to give a shout-out to Blake Laurie. Blake Laurie. Well, He's been, yeah. he got run over 200 metres again this week. Been superb. When they've he not exactly angry. Like the pack. Yeah, yeah, he's a fat bastard. He looks <laughs> angry all the time. Did um did you manage to find the Aloe. stats for our forwards? Aloe or anyone? Aloe ran for 163 metres. Uh, and to be fair, Marty Tapal ran for 150. Oh, not too bad. Surprisingly, yeah. But then, apart from that, the next forward to for use Paseca ran for ninety five. Right. Mm. I think you so, definitely missed Bokamola, who wasn't one hundred percent as well, wouldn't you? He wasn't. No, it was Sipley, Sipley, and Olakowatu got injured quite early on, and I feel like they were just made to play out, play the game because Olakowatu. Yeah. I don't think he touched the ball in the second half. I, yeah. I could tell Alkawatu wasn't having his best game when I saw the fancy points he was getting. <laughs> and um, uh, he's normally one of my standout performers. Getting me 18 points this week completely let me down. Let me down for Manly and let me down in fantasy. So I not... think he's. I think he was injured. He hurt his ankle like yeah. five minutes in. Yeah, and they lost. They lost Burbo as well, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> just fa- just final thing on Manly. Just look. Just look at the team they put out in that game. It's not that good on paper, is it? It's going to be worse next week. That's harsh. Dear. It's a good team. You take Turbo, you take DC out of this team. It's just not many that good players yeah. on the quality. George, on Trebojevic in that team. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's another question. Though. Turbo is the best player in the world, so it's, it's going to make any team better. But what George, are you looking at like that, George? 
Oh, chat well, he still plays rugby league, doesn't he? <laughs> Joel, one thing I wanted to ask you is, um, are you excited by the Kieran Foran signing? It's come out this week that he is actually going to honour it as well. He's not, he's not going back on it. So you will be seeing him in a Titans jersey next year. I, I don't think excited's the right word. I think we just needed someone who can organise us a little bit. My worry with it is more actually where do we fit everyone in? Um, so maybe not excited, but I think it's definitely what the Titans need. But we're going to be crap either way. Because I'm fucking Nathan Clear and we're still going to be shite. So I don't, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, not excited, but optimistic. One more thing on Manly. If they do make the eight, Tommy's oh, back for the no. finals. I heard yeah. this. That's a worry for anyone who's in that Finals playoffs. run, baby. It's, you know it's a worry for him in that World Cup as well, because he's going to the World Cup, isn't he? I mean, we'd lose anyway, but... Yeah, but I actually hope he's fit so I can see him play. Yeah, true. <laughs> but that is a worry for anyone if they get in the top eight. I don't think they will, though, do you? No, I don't think they will, but I'd love to see it. Could you imagine if they like, knock someone big out? <laughs> yeah. Just because Turbo Tom's back. Imagine yeah. if you won it just because Turbo's back. No, I can't yeah, see. so good. Where, where would that rank on individual performances? Who came back after missing breaks the full season and won Manly the comp? If we manage to scrape eighth and then win the whole thing, that just because he's come back in the team, that unreal be madness. That's a, yeah, that's I'd not love that. to see it. I'd love to see, see Manly win the comp. Not anymore with the whole thing, but I'd love to see Tommy come and rip in and yeah. just tear it. I'd love to knock the Broncos out. <laughs> <laughs> that would I'd love to be on that podcast the next week. Yeah, so. yeah, we won't be doing one. <laughs> we'll be doing one. <laughs> Do you know what? That's one thing I won't have to worry about this year. When the finals comes around and your team's got knocked out unless you're good, you're going to win it, that podcast the week after, crap. For me, no no bother. Can come in, no, no worries. Unless Saints lose, then we're not recording the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, John, I'm going to be the only team who's in the playoffs, so it's not really too much of an issue. I hope you lose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, third game of the round Knights Roosters Roosters winning 42-12 off the back of an absolute monster performance from James Tedesco and the young goat himself Joey Soali um, what do we think of, what do we make it t- do you know what I just want to say is Tedesco the best fullback in the comp has he always has he always been and we were just getting reminded in the past few weeks that he is still the best fullback in the comp second best fullback in the comp <laughs> first, be- first best fit fullback in the comp but Fit fullback, best in the comp. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've said this for a few weeks. Roosters are building. Rob's not having any of it because they're playing against crap sides. I know. Yeah, but they're still building. They're getting the combinations together. They're building up against these shite sides. And you'll, they'll, they'll knock a big team over in, the, in a couple of weeks' time. And then you'll be on board that Roosters have a chance. They're not even the best team in Sydney. Never mind the league. They're coming. The it's, building's flowing. Be fair, there is about nine teams in Sydney, so it's <laughs> That's very true. With the name Sydney, I mean. <laughs> the building. I'm, I'm convinced by it. I'm on the train. I, I just think they've got too many tough games. Yeah. And and because and normally if you've got these tough games, it's a big, so clear of the top four anyway. They need to play the best team or whatever this crunch time of the season. But it's that close. Like teams like the Sharks and stuff can't afford to rest players at this point in yeah. the season, so they've got some tough games coming up. And you, you, they might prove me wrong, but I just don't think 
their half-back pairing strong enough. Mm. But I actually, the, I think the best decision Trent Robinson's made this year is putting uh, Walker to seven, Kiri back to six. Definitely, yeah. I yeah. don't know why, why they played however many rounds with the other round. I'll never know. Yeah, An underrated just... performance this week in that game was 100% Sam Walker. Yeah. Sam Walker had a great game. Quite, I think, I think well, Rob, what was his stats for that game? Got three try assists, two line break assists, 11 tackles, 69 metres, two offloads. Them try assists, line break assists. Might have gone a bit unnoticed, but he was quality in that game. Really good. Like you, you put Suwali and Tedesco's standout performance. He, he definitely deserves to be with them too. I can't read too much because they played Knights team in the league without Ponga. Yeah, but it's the way that they're beating these teams now. They weren't uh, doing that at the beginning of the year. They're starting to dictate teams these at the minute. And the house partnership is growing, it's building. If they can keep every that spine fit. I think I, I John hates you because I really like this guy, but he don't think he's on the on the on as big a height. I, I think Matt Lodge is a great pickup. It's what they needed. Horrible bastard though. I think they're building in every aspect. If they can keep the Key players fit. I think Radley needs to be fit for them. I think he brings a lot. You've got to keep yeah. Teddy fit and you've got to keep Kerry fit and maybe a bit of Manu. If they're all fit, you can't rule them out. Maybe a bit of Manu. Yeah, he's, the best he's the best player. He's the best player. I know, I'm thinking about Spine. Manu didn't play this weekend. They still absolutely dick down the nights. I was going to joke around before and say that Tedesco wasn't even the best fullback at Sydney Roosters. Because oh. Manu, <laughs> oh. Manu at fullback has been unreal when he's played there. But nah, it's only it's only messing about a bit. But yeah, Manu, you have to keep Manu fit. He sounded like Frank Lampard then. Yeah, I'm only messing about a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. No, Tedesco though, one try, two try. Three line breaks, two line break assists, two tackles, ten tackle breaks, 317 metres. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That is insane. Not quite day and Laurie, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get four try saves. <laughs> and still lost. Connor what? thought he had a big game. His best game, probably for the Roosters. Looked dangerous, did he? Whenever he took really the ball. Good. Sure. Oh, sure. boy, one more. Egan Ball. Sorry, one, bro. One. Sorry, Egan Butcher. Yeah, future yeah. star. We said it on this podcast from day one. We're a big Egan Butcher, Egan Butcher fan. He's going to be good, I think. Where is where's his best position? Edge. Yeah, yeah got to be edge. Fuck Nat Butcher off and just, just start him. At Egan, yeah, I agree. Don't, rate, don't the, uh, the Roosters rate Egan higher than that anyway? I know, but I think it's just safer to play not that. Do you know, are, are there, any of you know if he's New South Wales or Queensland? New South Wales. Yeah, sure. F- future New South Wales back rower? I think he's quality, mate. I think he's unreal. He's only just getting back fit as well because he's out for a while, isn't he? How old is Egan Butcher? That's what I want to know. Ooh, let's, let's, let's give it a quick search. I reckon early 20s. I think he's t- 19. 22. 22. Yeah. Long through ahead of that. I'd oh. stick him in next year, me. But they've got Supernova as well, haven't they? So. That's well, yeah, Angus Crichton hasn't resigned yet. No. Um, speaking about New South Wales back rows for the Roosters, 
What about a defected New South Wales back row and Victor Radley? Luke, you haven't given us your opinion on oh, England. I mean, he's going on the back of my England shirt, that man. <laughs> what a boy. It's the first player that's ever... I don't know why he's done it, I don't know. But he's the first player ever to give up playing State of Origin <laughs> to come to England and stick on an England shirt with a bunch of mongs. <laughs> oh, what a guy. Well, oh, to be fair, I absolutely love him. I do too. Fair play to Mike. He's given up a lot there. He has given up a lot. Because there's a lot of monetary value for playing Origin as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sp- no one's going to go for but he plays first team for England. <laughs> yeah. It's mad because he can never play for New South Wales again. No. But, it's um, a massive well, commitment, isn't it? That's a grey yeah. area. That At the is. minute. But yeah. Where do you play him for England is the question. It's probably the only position we don't need. This is what I was going to say. If you're Morgan Knowles and you've just left Wales and you're a bit fuming now because like you've made this big decision to go, you know what? I'm going to leave Wales. I'm going to play. I'm from Cumbria. I'm going to play for England. I'm probably no more than six months later. One of the best thirteens in Australia goes. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm English as well. Like, I think Morgan Knowles is fucking livid. <laughs> what can he well, do? We're going to have to play him at nine. Aren't he'd, we? he'd be our best hooker. He, has to he be would be our best hooker. Yeah. Unless James Rogan wants to play BRS. Unless. I've heard that apparently he's weighing that up, though. Yeah, I've seen that as he's well. Playing, he's playing next year. So we, we need to get that post on the Insta, actually, so we're dead early with it. James Rogan's playing next year. So when it's yeah. true, we can link back to it. That's true. I think it, it would be a very Sean way thing to do, just to bench Morgan Knowles, though, wouldn't it? Because he doesn't like Saints. <laughs> or to bench Victor Radley. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I can't wait to see him in English, I mean, he's going to. I hope he gives it to the Aussies as well. Oh, it, it probably is a grub. Oh, he he will give it to the Aussies. <laughs> no, former teammates, and he starts like chinning him in a tackle. Well, it's just cream to the edge goal. It'll be paying hats, won't it? They've got history. Yeah. Who hasn't paying hats got history with, to be honest? Oh, apparently. Victor Adley. There needs to be a moment when Knowles and Radley are on the pitch together because they are. They both get stuck in them too. <laughs> a certain. Oh, um, Brexit means Brexit family member of mine doesn't reckon that Radley should be picked. Um, <laughs> no. He absolutely oh. hates the idea of anyone who's not fully English being in the England team. He reckons <laughs> we go back to Great Britain. <laughs> and only England cricket. <laughs> I've had this argument for the past week about why Radley should be in that team. I don't care. I don't care what he is. I don't. Yeah. Like, if, I don't... Lamp, if he's good enough, he's in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, I was slightly against the Hastings Fringham because he is no way ever English, is he? But Radley was born in England, wasn't he? No. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Is his dad from moved... Sheffield? Dad's yeah. from Sheffield. Is he actually from Sheffield? Or he just no, yeah, he does from, she- from Sheffield. So did, he, he spent he spent definitely spent some time in the UK though, hasn't he? Well, yeah, his family's from Sheffield, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, you'll have family over here, but me, so we will come over here for, for that reason. It is mad. I but can't I believe this, made that decision. I, I don't know if I, I've got experience with this myself, like my mum's side, but like when he was saying he just wants to do what's right for it, like to make his dad proud and stuff, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah. if I picked, played rugby, I'd always want to do something that my grandfather wanted to do, do you know what I mean? And play for yeah. I don't really care about myself just being born in England. Yeah, Yeah, one of the things Radley said, wasn't it, was that his dad's very proud to be English and he still follows. He's a big football fan and he still follows. I don't know whether it was Wednesday or Sheffield United Mm -hmm. very closely. So 
if the the reason he should be allowed to play because his dad's fully English. I mean, it's in the rules that he can play, obviously, because he's decided that to play for us. But I'd have him. I'd have him at nine any day. Yeah, I'd have him. Is Josh Hutchinson back? What do you say? What? Sorry, is Josh Hodgson going to be back? No, I don't think so. It was, was he? Wasn't he ACL? It was a partial yeah. tear, though, wasn't it? It wasn't a full tear. That's true. I'm not sure about that one. What was I going to say? That, um, the last few years, Josh Hodgson has been crap. Which he really has. He really yeah. has. But to be fair, though, you can't really argue on the Radley point that he's like doing it for like more money or like to get to a better side because he's probably he's definitely actually gone to a worse team. So yeah, I don't know about that. I thought it as well. Like, it's not like he wouldn't have even got picked for Australia. Like, he may not have made Australia, but it's not like he's mm. so far away from Australia he'd never played for them. Or yeah, it's not like he wasn't within a chance, was it? Yeah, yeah. or he's so far away from the Blues he'd never played for them. He's in the camp this year. That's yeah. a, that, this is a player who is at the top of his game actually making a decision to play for England genuinely for his dad rather than like let's be real Hastings and Blake Austin played for Great Britain because they're never playing for Australia yeah. while, while Radley had, has an opportunity to play at, at rep level and has given it up yeah I think if it was the other way around people would be saying oh he's doing it for the money or he's doing it for the reputation and stuff but you've got to give him some credit on that sense yeah I'm a big fan of what he's done and also, it makes me hate Australia fans even more because they're all kicking off about it. I'm like, grow up, you've got about eight different loose forwards. You can play still be better than anyone. <laughs> it's so annoying. I know. And then, well, move, we'll move away from Radley. I think we just need a quick word on, I don't know what Rob mentioned before, how shit the Knights were, but they're pretty terrible, aren't they? Say every week, don't we? About the Knights. I don't know, what, I don't know where they're going to go. With no Ponga, I have no idea. Would you, would you keep Adam O'Brien? It's just, I think, I think a lot of coaches at the minute have only still got the job because there's no one else. They have got, do you know what's working with the Knights? They've got a good forward pack. I know. Half of my bitches, like, Clemmer is, Clemmer is still playing well. Clemmer's going to be crazy. Mm. I only found out today or yesterday, you know, Clemmer's going to be 28. So when we were rattling on the other day, about a few weeks ago, about how we should know, know in your origin. In his prime? Not that. I, 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 but yeah. I, the, he's the only forward playing well, though. Yeah, he is, but he's playing very well. But mm-hmm. their names on paper, they should... Well, you're saying that though, Rob, but Jacob Saifiti should play origin and played well in origin. But the Saifiti brothers have been shit this year for, for like, the night. Mm-hmm. So another team um, which just give up now and try and start rebuilding for next year. But I don't think they've made any signings, have they? I'm losing Milford. Uh, Adam Elliott. That's a good point. But losing Barnett. Barnett. It's kind of like Barnett. for like, they just need a spine and they don't look like they're making any sort of trying to get anyone. I said it last week and with the Knights, the forward pack is pretty decent. They've got a good hooker, good, good props. But that half-back, the half-back pairing, no matter with what options you go with, whether it's Phoenix Crossland, Adam Clune, even that Simi Sasagi that they have, the youngster, they're just not good enough. No. None of them are good enough. I mean, they brought Milford in. He's a bit of an upgrade on, on people. But Milford's shown in the past that he's not been good enough either for a top-eight side. 
Mm. What happened to Jake Clifford? He started the year unbelievable. Now he can't even get a game. Isn't he got mental health issues or something? Oh, is that why? I think, I think something I've got like one that. for you. What about, because there's not many good halfbacks to bring in, is there? Mm. So could you move Ponga into the halves and then find it easier to get a better fullback? Will Price. Will Price. They've tried this with Ponga before when they played at six and it didn't work. So I don't know. But then if you look at his head injuries and stuff, it might be a forced decision. Potentially. They've not got, there's not many good halves out there. Then you've also got to look at like the um, the Knights. Is have you have you? Can you think of any academy player that's come through for the Knights other than Badman Best recently? Well, they seem to have a crap uh, yeah, the, academy it, system. It, um, Leo Thompson. Leo Thompson. Yeah, he's decent. He's pretty good. I like him. Yeah, but he's average. Yeah, but if you look um, at like other clubs, they've not brought very very many through, have they? No, I think it's the same problem with Tiger though. I've heard about this league. Apparently, they've like the academy they've hardly invested in, and a load of them go off to Melbourne. Do they? Really? Apparently, who is it from Melbourne who's from Newcastle? There's loads of them that have like, been at because it surprised me. I think I heard it on Bloke where the Newcastle youth set up, but they just let them go and don't develop. Really? Really. Oh, I think I know you're on about. Wasn't it like. Um... In the under 18s state of origin, there was the half that was class. And it was like, who's he play for? And it was a storm, but he used to play for the Knights or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and I think there's been a few that have been like that that are in the professionals as, as well now. But but even even on that point, you just made your lot of Tigers. Even in the, you can look at the past, they've brought the likes of Tedesco, Moses, and the likes true, of them yeah. through. Who have the Knights oh. ever brought through? Joe Johnson. <laughs> yeah. That's about 20 years ago. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I think that makes up for it, though. If you bring in probably the best player ever, that's all right. You can not do anything off that. Yeah, but since they've got absolutely no one, you should, I think I that's, can't think of many teams that are worse. Sounds to me though that that's a proper rugby league town. So how aren't they bringing more through? Well, it is, didn't you didn't you mention a few podcasts ago, Luke, that they got the best attendance? They're, they're up there, definitely. Broncos, yeah. After the Broncos, yeah. Thing. yeah. It's just yeah, they're, they're a weird side. The Knights, aren't they? I like the Knights. I mm. want to. I want to like them, yeah. I'd fi- I find it strange that, if that's true, that they're not investing so much in the youth system. If that is why, like, the, the players all leave to go elsewhere, mainly Storm, if it is, like, through investment or anything like that. Because NRL sides, that's one thing that they do unbelievably well, isn't it, is bring through youth, all of them. The reason, obviously, a lot of the Australia Australian national team is better than everywhere else is because they're so good at bringing youth through. So yeah. I thought across the board it'd have been pretty good, but it does surprise me that about the Knights. And also, there you'd think because like Sydney, they've got nine teams, so each team has a bigger pool of players to pick from. So it's going to be like more. It's going to be harder to get them players to your Knights is just one team, one town. Mm-hmm. So they've got they must have more pe- people to pick from. And it's it's weird as well that like, if they're not investing in youth, but then they're looking at people like Capius Paul and Will Brown. Like if they're not investing in their own youth, why are they then looking into England for young players? Dom yeah, Young, it's weird, isn't it? Dom they've young got um, Thingy Hodgson's nephew, Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, they know that they can't produce it themselves, so they're just going to get it elsewhere. Yeah, possibly. But they Strange. clearly can't produce it. If they're going to the storm, they clearly can produce the talent. They're just like not ready to give them that next step. Weird. Well, it is odd. Shame. It's a shame, but yeah. 
Any last thoughts on that game? Nothing, no. Nope. Move on to Canberra Raiders versus the New Zealand Warriors. Raiders <laughs> winning 26-14. Our resident Raiders happy about this one, Rob. Um, big win for you boys, wasn't it? Unreal. We're on the march. <laughs> Luke doesn't believe it. We're coming. That top eight spot's coming. We were honestly <laughs> shocking in that first half. That is probably the... I think the completion the completion rate was 62% in the first half. 14 nil down at half-time. We were shocking. Second half, 23 out of 23 completions. Jack White and Fogarty looked unbelievable. Like it just, I don't know what happened. It just completely changed. I don't know what Ricky said at half-time, but... Um, for me, Fogarty was probably our... Fogarty was so good. I thought he was our best player. I think Jack Payton played really well as well. One of his 40-20s that he kicked behind the 30. Yeah, seeing that. was unreal. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I thought Fogarty was great. He got two try assists. I like the one to uh, Harawira and Iowa where he cut him through the, two, uh, the edge in the centre. Uh, two line breaks. He should have scored two himself. 18 tackles. Defence was good. 107 metres gained. I thought it was quality. I think the Titans could do with a player like Jamal Fogarty. Oh, it, it, pained, it pained me talking <laughs> to Jamal Fogarty. And you know he's not a world beater. Like he's, no. he's more solid half-back than like a world beater half-back. But when you watch us week in, week out, and you think, how the fuck did we let that man go? Like That's the type of steady head you need in a team like the Titans. But yeah. What do you think, Luke? I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head there, Rob, with my, actually my issue with the Raiders at the minute. I think, yeah, you're capable of putting on a half performance like that but it's a very rare occasion that you put that on for 80 minutes and I think that's going to let you down and on the other, ha- other hand in it, last year you probably would have made the eight but because there's other good teams around you're also winning I think you're just going to just come up short I think our running is going to get us in be interesting it'll be interesting what's the running Rob? oh I forgot me to tell you again it is Titans this week Yes, then we've a, got there's one Titans then we've got Penrith that's a loss right yep 1-1 one, one. then we've got the Dragons at home huge game that so that's that's a toss up right then we've got the Knights win right, that's two then we've got Manly at home so that's another toss up yeah and then we play West win. so you've got three guaranteed You've got three guarantee in like two four point games there. So three yeah. guarantees they're massive games. So if we could get Manly and St George, we could have five wins there. Mm. That you think you look back at that storm win last week. That's huge. It's give you an extra bit of cushion, hasn't it? We haven't even talked about that. We'd be with Pappenhausen. Yeah. They were so, shocking. They were poor last week, but we're doing something. I'm, even if we don't make the eight this year, I'm still happy where the club's going. I thought Albert Hopoate on the wing. Don't know if he was if he's a, he thought it was quality, but he yeah. made a good meters, scored. Was he the right winger? To... Yeah. Yeah, he played well. He played well. Did the finish in the corner was pretty good. Was yeah, we just seem we just seem to find young outside backs and young players in general. Like we have a different young player every week, but and they do that, a job. Yeah, that brings you back to the Newcastle point. Like Teams like that, should, should, you should the Knights should be bringing players through just like the, the Raiders are. There's no reason for them not to be really. And then if you look at the Warriors, <laughs> like where do you go if you're the Warriors now? Do you just sack off this year and go and start again with an even worse side? And that what was they bad. Benching Reese Walsh. That was, that was bad. That no Reese Walsh experiment didn't really work, did it? 
just don't get what they get. I can't, I can't understand it, but I mean, you still got to fight a bit this year. So you may, I don't get what you're gaining from putting him on the bench. But, you know but I would understand it more if the person they put at fullback, which most likely was, would be their fullback next year. Mm. The person they put at fullback was also leaving. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I get it. I did got it if they'd played like this young fullback or they just coming through. They've gone, oh, actually, this play might be the one. But you've dropped a player who's leaving for a player who's leaving. It, they've gained nothing from it. I get what you mean about Reese Walsh, but they were 14 nil up at half time. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think maybe when the Raiders started coming back in, maybe that's when you go, right, get Walsh on. But he brought, yeah. he brought him on and he made a mistake of it. Mm. So, but I think it's just getting an eighth performance for the Warriors because I think they've got an all right, I think they've got a good forward part. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a bit all over the place. I don't, I don't rate the backs, really. No. Look at their back line. It's, it should be Walsh, but next year it'll be CNK. DWZ, Jesse Arthurs, Adam Pompey, and Montoya. Pretty crap. DWZ played pretty well, though. Yeah, but like you say, it's not good enough, is it? No. I mean, they'll probably lose this week, but they're back in New Zealand. That might give them a bit of a boost. Who have they got? Oh, Storm. You know what? Imagine if they beat the Storm. They got Storm, but this is probably the best time to play the Storm, and they're back in New Zealand. Could you imagine? Imagine if the storm fell out of the eight. That, that's, I'd be so happy. I'm sick. Of, I, it wouldn't be asked at all if the storm went in the eight. No, I wouldn't either. Cheating bastards. You should be fuming, Jake. Actually, you should hate storm. I know. I know. Cheaters. To be fair, when um when you was going on before about Brisbane maybe getting top four, because obviously the the main competition there is Melbourne. Because what? Well, just took over them now they're on 26 points Melbourne are on 24 South Sydney have come in there's no chance Brisbane get that top four place what, yeah. what are South Sydney on 22 you play each other South, South, South are on 24 they've won six of the last seven five in a row I'm pretty sure it is yeah the Storm have got some easy games coming up though. just looking at it now they've got the Warriors this week they should win Titans the week after parking and then it gets hard. Then it gets easier, harder for them because then they've got the Panthers and the Roosters. It's that back line for Storm though, without Pappenhausen as well. The Roosters, the Broncos, it's just so shaky. Yeah, they've been desperately trying to get someone in, haven't they? Yeah, well, which maybe Reese Walsh. Well, they tried to get Dane Laurie in, so I don't get that because why would you want to get worse? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, has any of your players ever scored ninety-eight points on Monty? <laughs> well, Pam got hundred two. <laughs> but if you were just on that um, point out the storm, if you were Reese Walsh, I'd definitely be going the storm for the end for the end of the season, wouldn't you? Yeah, you could have a chance of winning the comp. Does he get that choice though? Oh, yeah, probably not. It's only six weeks though, as well, isn't it? It's like a holiday. It's not like yeah. you have to move there. I'd be no. fully onto that, me. If I was Reese Walsh, I'd be looking at it because it'd be giving you a chance to win a comp, which you probably will never do again for the rest of your career. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so good having bitter fans and crap so, teams. Like, it does be nice shit. to have like an experience at like a professional club, you know. Like, <laughs> well, oh, the salary cap cheating club, don't you mean? Uh, yeah, do you know what? Actually, foot metal. We just uh, come back just to the piss boilers for a minute. <laughs> if we do sneak into the eight and yeah. Melbourne win a few of these games, and you finish fifth, Luke, we could be seeing each other very soon. Ah, oh, I know. This is like. Um, the Raiders against the Chiefs every time. 
We play each other. We always say, we always Please, say, oh, no. we might play the Chiefs in the playoffs. Oh, to be it's fair, though, Rob, not not to be disrespectful to the Raiders, but of any one of them playoff teams, I'd want to be playing you in them playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. I think we've got a better chance than the Dragons of making this eight. Yeah, I I think I said it for quite a few. The only thing that's going to stop you making the eight is the Roosters. Yeah, we, I think maybe we hope that someone else falls out then. Mm. Yeah, I suppose, like you said before, about the Eels, you never know. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting end to the season, isn't it? Massive, really interesting. So good. So yeah. good. No, 11 teams, isn't it? I think. Every 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 game's like, there's something in it, mate. Yeah, there's 11 teams, isn't it? Yeah, so there's not many dead rubbers, is there? No, and, if they got re- and if Trent Barrett had fucked off earlier, it might be 12. <laughs> oh, give me that. He, he must never get another coaching gig again. No, imagine if he signed for Saints after Wolf's gone. I know. Trent Barrett made... Wigan legend as well. He got that job off the back of making the Panthers score a lot of tries. Like that must be the easiest job in the world, being the attacking <laughs> coach for the Panthers. Didn't he fuck it? At, he fucked it at Manly as well, didn't he? His crap. Um, any final words on the Spoilers game? No nope. coming. <laughs> That's a good place to leave that. Uh, move on to Panthers Sharks. Serious game. This uh, Panthers eventually winning twenty points to ten, but. They struggled in the first half. This looked like this honestly could have been a grand final. It, the intensity and the way the game was played was superb. What do you make of it? We'll come to Jake first. Um, it was a it was a solid game. I, we were talk, I think it was this was mentioned before the podcast as well. We were talking about how Nathan Cleary doesn't have to do much in a game to to control it. I thought he, he did really well without having to do much. Um, kicked well, but I think the standout from the halves was Jerome Luai. He, he had a hand in every single try, including scoring one. The step off his left foot to go inside, and I think his reading of the game, reading the defensive line, a bit like I said for Ezra Mann before, in front of the line, that little go that he has, willing to get on the outside and create an overlap, I think he's he's really good at it. Yeah. And, but it looks like they're going to be without him for a while, though, doesn't it? It does look like they're going to be without him. What six weeks did it say? Yeah, yeah I think this one again. We've had these a few games this season where you think this game could be there for the taking. Last ten minutes, like Sharks could actually beat the Storm here. Like they looked like they were matching them from so about seventy minutes. Then it's just every time that the Penrith step up and produce that little bit of class. That just gets them over the line on every one of these games. I've, I've, I'm giving credit on this one to Appy Coruscant. Yeah. In the yeah. last last ten minutes of that game, I thought he stepped up and and I'm pretty sure he he, he created that try for them to win the game. Um, well, obviously to confirm the win. Sorry. Yeah. It's just, I, it's just mad every time you watch the start that sorry the Panthers. You think I thought the shark up until about seventy minutes. I thought the Sharks were going to win that game. But then they just come out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere. They could produce something out of nowhere and and get the win again. I think at one point, though, the Sharks couldn't get out their own arm. Yeah. Like the Pen- Penrith are just like repeat set for repeat set and they're just killing them. And the Sharks people down, of errors as well. You've got to be perfect against Penrith. Yeah. For, a lot, for large portions, the Sharks were pretty good, I thought, in that game. Yeah. And you know what I was going to say? Like, it must be pretty disheartening being a, if you're a Sharks player because... It must come off that fishing, and I don't know how much more I can do it. Like they really play quite well. You really do have to be perfect to be Penrith because you give them a bit of field position, they'll keep it for half an hour. Yeah, 
Yeah, it just kills you. It's well, methodic, yeah. it, isn't it? One thing about Penrith as well is they'll just kick you to death. Cleary, it, it doesn't really matter where he is on the where Penrith are on the pitch. If you give Cleary a bit of time to kick, he's going to put them in good field position yeah. every mm-hmm. single time. Did you, I've I heard this on uh, Bloke as well, but that Cronulla can use the same tactics that Queensland did, where they were kicking early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, tired, tired it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, is there a s- slight little inkling that teams are starting to work them out? It will eventually. So it will eventually. It, 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 there's one thing having the game plan. There's nothing executing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it reminds me slightly of when the beginning of this Saints little era, where you know when we had Barber and we were starting to play, starting to beat everyone, and then we got found out towards the end of the season. Yeah. You take Barber out, you win the game. I think. Like, like I said before, I've got a controversial one. I don't think Penrith will actually win it this year. They could get found out at the end of the year and teams could start to figure them out and and um, they'll slip up. Great teams adapt, though. Yeah. True. Yeah. If, not, if not Penrith, Luke, who? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I, To be honest, I just want to see a different final. I just want to see two teams you don't normally see in the final. I just have a quality game. Like I'd Penn love like a, I'd I'd love a Sharks Broncos or Sharks Cowboys final. I would love some that. I mean, I think you could. I think I I wouldn't be surprised if the game we saw today was a final. Um, that weekend was a final. Sharks Penrith. Yeah. No, even yeah. that. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And then you've I got, think... Sorry, Luke. I just. And then you've got like saying... a. Sorry, go on, go on. <laughs> sorry, I think Penrith will be in the final though, won't they? Because they'll have the home yeah. game. They will. Yeah. I'm just hoping for a little. Um, you know, when the Cronella won it. What was what year was that? Twenty sixteen, something like that. Does that really? They're all dead. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> Most likely. But you just knock over because it was a storm that were favourites in that game, and just I hope someone different wins it. I don't want Penrith to win it. It's weird. Do you know what? It's so weird saying that though, because I remember us a couple of years ago when Penrith would just come on the scene in just twenty twenty. We were like desperate for Penrith to win it. You fast forward three years, and you're like, oh, I'm sick of Penrith. Like. You shouldn't punish them for being so good. They were they were shite five years ago. Now they they're not playing on the third round final. It's not as exciting, is it? When you see the same I'd team, I'd love them to win it. Would you? Yeah, just because I think they're still they're still not one of the big big. I mean, they are one of the better teams, but they're not one of these like, establishment teams, are they? Where it's like <laughs> South, Melbourne, Brisbane, <laughs> Brisbane, yeah. Yeah, they've not had that. Um, they're breaking the norm a bit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They've, they've not had that, you know, like little dynasty yet of like, like, like the likes of Melbourne have had or Broncos have had. Um, they might need to win it a couple more times to maybe break into that mould. Yeah. Um, and with the team that they've got at the minute, if they can keep them all together, especially the youngsters they've got coming through. They're all, they all, they, no matter who they, they play on the pitch, it looks like, like these, all the youngsters that come through look quality. I think, I think I'll be a big miss next year. Yeah, you know what this reminds you of, though, doesn't it? This New South Wales dynasty that's meant to be happening still. <laughs> Could they put Penrith follow suit? I want no. them to win. I, I, want, I, think I, I want them to win a few. Yeah, mm. I think Penrith will win this. I think they are in the middle of the dynasty. I think, I think. Them and Saints. There's two dynasties going on both sides on both sides of the hemisphere at the moment. They they just haven't won three in a row yet, have they? That's the difference. 
Very different. Teams yeah. do. Uh, I think another big talk about from this game is the Finucane tackle on Crichton. Um, Crichton had to leave the field because his ear was hanging off. No, no, I don't think there was definitely no simbin. I can't remember. I think there was a penalty, but no simbin uh, from the tackle. Subsequently, Finucane has been banned for two games. Do you think the on-field decision was right? And also, do Pembroke have a bit of like, you know, they won the game, right to be a bit pissed off that now another team benefits from missing them from the Sharks missing Finucane? I think um, the tackle wasn't, by the letter of the law, illegal. It was a bit reckless. But I feel like with every one of these situations where you don't get a punishment on the field, but then it comes back and he's banned, you'd always feel hard done to as, as a fan from that game because it shouldn't really be happening. I know like the video ref of reviewing it and how they always seem to have a different decision to what the match review panel do. Yeah. It just shouldn't, shouldn't really be happening as much as it should, but I didn't think it was that bad in the game. It just looked worse than it was. It looked worse because the fellow's hand, it was hanging off. Yeah, um, and he just like threw himself at him, didn't he? I didn't actually manage to to see it. On the on the highlights, I don't know whether they didn't show it because of the air or whatever, but what was the tackle actually like? It's hard to describe. It was like a weird mix of a short. He wasn't a short side at all, but he just sort of ratted him with his arms, like, outstretched, and then it didn't look like he made contact with the head too much, but then the, the picture of Crane's ear is basically hanging off. But Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the picture of his ear. I just haven't actually seen the tackle yet. I'll have to go, go back and have like a look. But... Right. His ear, his ear did look bad though, didn't it? Yeah. It was like an attempt of a... It was so weird. An attempt of like a big hit that ended up looking like a swinging arm, but wasn't yeah. a swinging arm. But what a head the... clash. Just a freak incident then. Hmm. He just, Finucane just shot the line to try and hit Crichton. And he did hit him, but it was just very weird contact. It's not a conventional tackle in any sense of the world. Something Morgan Knowles would have done, actually. It's a, tackle, it's a Morgan Knowles tackle. That's the best way to describe it. Huh. Uh, and and then also I think we haven't actually spoken about him, but just just a word on Nico Hines. I, I just think what a signing he's been for that Sharks team. Uh, you know, he's, this is first year playing a full season at halfback, and he's come in to a Sharks team and got him challenging at the top. What do you think of Hines at Sharks this year, Rob? Do you think Melbourne regret letting him go? Because I think he's been unreal. You do know Papenhuis is done for the year, but do you do you before that? No, you can't keep. You're never going to keep all of him. He's, this is inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, it's too, too... Who would you rather have seven? Jerome and Nico Hines. Hughes. It's, it is close. Question. Mm. But if you'd have asked that question at the start of the year, we'd have all said Hughes. Mm. So that's that's the decision. Yeah, was no one knew how well Hines was going to play, did they? I mean, he showed glimpses of it at Melbourne when he came in, obviously when Papenhausen was injured and stuff last year. But seems to be said a lot that Papenhausen injured, doesn't it? But um, he's definitely 100% kicked on. He, he's the reason for the for the surge, really, Nico Hines, isn't he? I'll be honest, I think yeah. Melbourne is more than they miss Hines. Their forward pack's dreadful. We'll come on to store in a minute, and they need, they need someone like Fanukin. Are you... Worried about Papenhausen? Yeah. Have you seen the well, state what, of his I'll, knee? I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. We'll move on to South Storm now then. Move away from Papa Shark. Oh, so. God. Don't, don't shout. <laughs> 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 we'll 
we'll, we'll, move, we'll move on. Uh, 24-12 to South beat Melbourne Storm. I think the Storm's fourth loss in the row. Um, great win for South, are on the march. But yeah, we'll, move on to, we'll talk about Pappenhausen now. Yes, I am worried about him. Go on, Luke. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's kneecaps in about a billion pieces, isn't it? If matter you can actually come back from that injury. I, you, I think we've all seen the pitches he's released of his kneecap and it looks in absolute tatters, doesn't it? He said he's going to be out for the... I think I think I worked it out he's going to miss the first few games of next season, but then he should be back. But sure to God, that's going to have some long-term ramifications on his like, speed, like explosiveness at least. I think the only comparison you've got, haven't, haven't you? He, he's got 10 fractures, I think it is, in his kneecap. And someone who did a similar injury in the same position was James Tedesco for West Tigers a good while ago. I think he had he had a similar couple of fractures in his kneecap and came back from it. So maybe it's not something that will affect him too much. But with knee injuries especially, you never know, dear. How do you recover from that injury? Is it just like is it bolts? Is it to get all the all the bone pieces? Yeah, like pin it all together. Yeah, Tedesco was supposed to split. Wasn't it? Is that what it was? It was just broken in two, so it was just one pin. Whereas his is mm. literally, it's like shattered. Yeah, it's, I it's a bad injury. Tedesco. No, I think Tedesco was just like it was horizontal break. Yeah. I think it was weird for him to recover from a shatter. It's a trauma. Horrible. He's worried. He looked in a lot of pain, didn't he, when he went down? Benny Walls is probably why. Be cautious drafting him next year. Yeah, he's one to stay away from in the draft next year. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, right. you should have known that from last year because he was injured most of them as well. It was a concussion last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a concussion, yeah. yeah. Great play, he just can't stay fit, can he? Um, oh, he killed me on fancy. Cheers, you bellend. But I, do, I think we should speak about the other fullback. Well, I know he didn't play that game. Pavel's but another fullback that game, the Trell. Daddy Trell. Do you want me to take this one, my favourite player? Gosh, Rob, you take you take this one. Unreal, isn't he? <laughs> he's actually so good, and I've hated him for so long, but I've embraced his grubbiness. Mm. I think he's quality. That's what that's what I like about him most of the time—the grubbiness, willing to get involved in yeah. in any like bit of biff or anything that's going on along the pitch. And what I like about Latrell is when. It doesn't matter where on the pitch he gets his hands on the ball. And he doesn't... I think he only made 70 metres. So he didn't maybe have his hands on the ball a lot. But every single time he did, he does something with it. Mm. Yeah. I think you've got I think you've got to give a huge um, amount of credit to Souths. They spent invested a lot of money in Latrell. They sent him off to America. They get him all sorts of rehab saying, get yourself right and look at the benefits they're getting from it now. He... He looks the fittest he's ever looked in a South Sydney shirt, that's for sure. Yeah. And he on his day he's unstoppable, isn't he? And I'm worried I'd be worried playing against the Rabbitohs right now just because of how good he looks. I think he's I think he's un, unleashed Walker and Elias as well. I think he's given both of them to an Elias alike. Mm. Took pressure yeah. off Walker, hasn't he? I think Lachlan Lachlan Ilias had his best game so far this season. Yeah. I think. Rob, have you got his stats there? Ilias. Yeah. I thought he had a good game. I've rated him since the start of the season, but he's a bit scratchy. 
Yeah, he I've, scored. I've slated him a couple of times, but go on, Rob. Scored, try assist, line break, line break assist, 13 tackles, 4 tackle break on turnover. How many kick meters? 360. It's an impressive start, isn't it? Yeah, like, I think he had his, his best game so far this season and having Latrell back 100% uh, took a lot of pressure off him. But our mate Johnny's definitely going to gonna like all this talk. But... um. Like I said before, with how many they've won in a row, and then I think they've won six of the last seven, they're on, is it 24 points now? Pushing top four, pushing Broncos at top four. I am backing them to win the Premiership. Who did they lose to, Jake? That's a big one, that. Who who did they lose to? Hmm. I uh, I can't remember, you know. Who was it? it? I think it was the Raiders. No, was was it? Are you sure? (laughs) I was going to pick Ask us if you think Celtic are a smoky, but to say to go there and say they've got to win, win it, yeah, they're a smoky. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I was just to give a shout out to the two edge forwards, Colin Matungi and Arrow. They both yeah. made over 170 meters. And um, who was the other guy that I was going to give a shout out to? Damien Cook. Again, of he had his best game. That he's yeah, had he was good, wasn't he? Yeah. But- let me let me back it up a little bit. The reason I say <laughs> gonna, that, that I'm gonna I'm gonna back them to win to win it is because on the day they can beat absolutely anyone. And you can say that maybe about a few teams in the top eight currently at the minute, but out of out of out of everyone in the top eight, that they are the the team that can do it on the day. At, at any point, they can turn it on at all. They've got the players to do it. It feels like Alex Johnson on that wing. It feels like it's just a given that he's going to get two, three tries a game now. With Latrell, yeah. yeah. With Latrell, yeah. yeah. Tell you what, we're not we're a controversial podcast, aren't we? I love it. I love it. <laughs> we've, we've talked about this podcast. We've said Panthers aren't winning the cup, <laughs> and selves are. Uh, well, you, you, you're all laughing now. We'll see yeah, come the it. end of the season, won't we? I'd, I'd I said Sal should drop out the eight a few weeks ago. You said they drop out the eight a couple of weeks ago and they've got on a run of five games win streak. Before the trip, well, we got they just crashed off the Raiders. That's why I probably when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've definitely turned the season around. And I think they're the team, if you're on that, if you might, they might, they're probably at the four now, but they're the team you want to avoid, I think. If you, don't have, if you take Pompers out of it, I'd want to avoid Souths. Yeah, definitely. And I also think, looking at the complete other end of the spectrum, the team are completely out of form. The Storm, like, are they are they out of it now completely for the comp? I don't know if you can just... I don't no. know if you can reel the Storm out. Their forward pack is piss-poor. And the backs are as well, the minute. Yeah, but the back line shot as well. Yeah. You know, last time, last times in a row, they went and won the comp. Actually, I, I, can you see a world where this team now wins the wins the comp? No, no, not for me. But do you, what you never know with Munster, Grant, and Hughes. Yeah, but you're missing. You're also missing Papanels, and like I'd agree with you if you add Papanels into that sentence. But Jesse Bromwich looks a shadow of himself. Like they're just the forwards just give him no goal for it. You can be the best player in the world, but if you've mm. got no goal for it from your middles. It's hard to do much, isn't it? Proper aging pack, isn't it? And then the backs are just shot with injuries. Yeah. 
Who are they missing at the back? You're thinking, well, Papenhuis, and Remus Smith, Jennings. Oh. Yeah. There's, He's coming back, big... I think. Yeah, but mm. they're like, apart from, well, Justin Holmes, the only one that was there last year, well, like, would start last year. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a completely different back line. This mm. is the big one for the Storm this year. We've said this a few times. The depth isn't what it used to be. No. Last last year, they'd have brought Hines in, and then everyone would still be saying they could win the comp, but it's not quite Nick Meany, is it? Like, you're never going to win a comp with Nick No, and Joe, I'll give, I actually think Nick Meany's not been too bad. He's not, but he's not the X Factor, is he? He's better than Tyron Wishart. <laughs> it is short, yeah. anyway, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. They would have got to go, oh, Wishart play, though. He's and a slight like... upgrade from Moses M. by it, fullback, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so it's like, let's just slap someone in. It won't, it won't drop the ball or a high ball. And that's about it. That's the problem. Yeah. He's, he's like in between Moses and Bayern Sex Boy. <laughs> and, and Ruben Garrick. No, Ruben Garrick. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Do not lump Ruben Garrick in with them. <laughs> what, what, what Luke, do you think about, I mean, Broncos. Oh, sorry, George. Go on, Karen. <laughs> what I'm is saying, this going to be? The Broncos have three fullbacks now. Ruben Garrick's better than all of them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Hang on, you were you were singing the Tessie News praise a minute ago. Ruben Garrick's still better than him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I heard a yeah probably there as well, Luke. So say a bit louder next time, please. I'm not biased on this podcast, yet, like on my E3. <laughs> well, well, oh. um, what are we biased and proud? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to storm fullback shopping? Um, is that a panic move or is it a smart decision? It's harsh on our neck. It is, but it's also very unstorm like. Yeah. Like it's a bit strange. And the people they've gone for, like, why would the Tigers ever let Dewey go to there for half a season? Because, well, I've been just talking about him leaving anyways, and that's the point. I suppose. Like, yeah, if I was Reece, we said before, if you're Reese Walsh, you'd be on there in a second. Chance to win a comp. Yeah, I, I, what, do you, what do you think, Jake, about them forward shopping? Um, I mean, they can't really take feelings into account of Nick Meany or whoever the fuck they're going to stick at fullback next week when they want to try and win a premiership. They, I think they have to do it. It's, it's yeah. a good option for them. And when they've got someone like Reese Walsh who could be available, then they have to go and do it. Well, they've only got... They've got, is it 1st is it of August they've got until? Uh, I think so, yeah. So, yeah, um, so yeah that, was, that was South Storm. Obviously, big big win for South. Any last word on that one? Nope. Uh, I th- think so, too. Cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is, am I lagging out? <laughs> I just went, cool. <laughs> you like that also you like that also I just thought I'd let you get on with it don't want to bring it up to you um, Bulldogs Titans first game of Sunday Bulldogs winning 36 to 36 points to 26 uh, Titans craft again actually Joe something we, didn't, something we didn't bring up the whole Kevin Proctor incident what a shit show <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just want to start for a minute I will come back to Bulldogs because they do deserve to be talking about fuck me <laughs> what a shit show of a club. You've got your former captain, probably the most senior player at the club. So what I, what, what I found out, you're not going to have your phone if you're a player in that stadium. You're not allowed to vape in a stadium. He's a, he's a 30-odd-year-old man 
with an elf bar in the toilets of a stadium. <laughs> is he not embarrassed? Like, honestly, that's the Sounds like Robin the Duke. He is like Robin the Duke, but, but like, he sat there in the toilets, his teens just getting dicked, and he's there sending a snap Instagram or Snapchat to someone going, no, what a vape at half time. It's in oh. Like a 14 year old. <laughs> no wonder his voice sounds like that. But Jordy got sacked for, he literally got sacked for it. Yeah, good. But like, I don't get it. He didn't do anything. It is a bit sad though, isn't it? He's a 30 year old vaping in the toilet. That's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. But like, why have they sacked They've just sat at him because he's shit and they've just got the first excuse. <laughs> probably, yeah, that's probably true as well. But it just makes a mockery of the club. The club's in the shit show at the moment. Everything's going off the field, on the field, everything's going going poorly. And then you've just got one of the most senior players doing shit like that. Like, it's I remember my it. first pint, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Like, when I, when that came out in the news, I was pissing myself. Like, what is gone on there? And uh, how long has it took? How long has it took? A couple of days before the Super League rumours started already. Yeah. Well, he's... He was, do you know what? The best thing we ever did was not sign him. So he was going to be coming to Saints, wasn't he? I'm yeah. sure that was happening. Yeah, it's I saw just, that. It's just what comes across this, this bloke's mind is team in the changing rooms having a team talk saying, right, we need to get back in this game. And he's in the toilets chonging a, a little <laughs> film in it as well. <laughs> Who's he sent it to as well for it to go to come out as well? Has he put it on his story or something? I reckon so. It looked like it's, it looked like his story. He, he's got, what, what you probably don't know, he probably has, well, he probably has like um, a professional Instagram or something, doesn't he? And a, and a private. Oh, I wouldn't imagine he's put it on his private and he's done that by accident. It's just, that's embarrassing. Like, oh, funny. <laughs> a fucking elf bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, done a line, I think. It sums up the kind of season. And that's probably why Justin Holbrook's got a job because whoever's in charge and signs up, they've gone. <laughs> Fuck me, he's working with some idiots, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think talk about Justin Holbrook, actually, John. Yeah, well, go on then, you bring him up. The man's on fraud watch. The man is never on fraud watch in this town. The man's on fraud <laughs> watch. I mean, listen, right, I don't want to discredit anything he's ever done at Saints, and because I think, obviously, we were in a dark period when he came in. Not a dark period, but we hadn't won anything since 2014. Come in. We're in a, we're in a dark period. We've changed the squad around. But we just had Kieran Cunningham. And his headset. Yeah, <laughs> but with that squad that he had at Saints, should he have won more? Well, we left at, we left at our peak, didn't we? I think it was but more... He, he didn't win anything with Ben Barber. I think it was more what he did. For the club yeah. than the trophies he won, I think he did. He did more for the club than Wolf did. Yeah, he built the squad has. that's winning stuff now, isn't it? Didn't he? This well, this squad now, this season is Wolf's squad. The the previous two that Wolf won with was Hallbrooks. Yeah. <laughs> you pull the face, Rob. Coots left, Farge left. Like these are. They, they when did Coot come in? Were in Hallbrooks last season. Mm. Mm. These big spine players were. were the same oh, so Holbert, Holbert was the Salford one, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. I know. I've maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I think obviously built the Saints squad, but then he's obviously gone down back to Australia and he's made the Titans worse. Mm. Oh, yeah. I have to, to say that though, because we also made the playoffs last year. 
Yeah, he's supposed to build on that though. Mm. How, how, how can he build on it? Like, like, I don't want to defend the man because we have been fucking horrendous this year. But how can how can you build on making the playoffs? Where the owners going? Oh, we don't actually need our leading seven. I mean, it's just given to the Raiders. But is that not him? You don't know, do you? And also, mm. like, I think some of his decisions, like every question and a whole but decision, whole for feet on the bench thing was a joke. Then, like yeah. the way you play, for feet gets the ball three times. I mean, that's a for feet. Well, that's the ball three times a game. Then you've got rid of Fogarty, but you're signing Kieran Foran because you need experience in the halves. And I think Holbrook said this week in his interview, I think we just were lacking a bit of experience in the halves. That must make you think that's a nice decision then. Well, maybe, yeah. You don't just, know. You don't know. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but we definitely underutilise um, Fafita. Fotoacre. Our outside backs are terrible. Mm. Like, yeah, yes, why I, Herbert's still playing is beyond me. Why Herbert's still playing on the wing, but Greg Barnes, you can't get a game. Yeah. <laughs> Herbert, oh, I imagine. Herb, Herbert's a piss poor centre, even worse winger, and we've got a decent <laughs> winger, we can't get a game. Makes no sense. What are you going to say, Luke? I think it, if you look at how Holbrook's going on now, and you see the rumours about Wolf at the minute going to potentially be the Dolphins assistant I think it you can understand what Wolf's thinking there in the sense that how Holbrook struggled going straight from Saints to, to the Titans yeah I think Wolf's got more credibility though than Holbrook mm. because he's still, won more and he got Tonga to the uh, yeah semi-finals but, and stuff I don't think it's just that I think the way that Holbrook coaches would suit the NRL more he's massively defence first isn't he Wolf, do you mean? Sorry, Wolf, yeah, not Holbrook. Yeah. With his yeah. line speed and aggressive goal line defence, like that is that would that is what would make you successful in the NRL. So do you think Wolf's making a mistake if, if the rumours are true and he goes to be the assistant for two years before taking over? No, I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, no, I think that's yeah. the clever decision, to be honest. Working under Wayne Bennett for two years, I don't think you can do much more much more wrong than that. But you just said that he has more credentials than Holbrook. So would you not argue that he should be going into a head coaching role then? He's got more credentials, but I still think it's a smart decision to do that, yeah. what he's done. Yeah, I think the That's only fair. other point for me on the Titans is, thank God they finally listened to you about Aaron Clark, Joe, because again, he was good. Yeah. He's just not a hooker. <laughs> I, I, I said this weeks. forever. <laughs> I mean, I'm honest, I didn't know who this Aaron Booth was. So like, he's been good at hooker, so... Who thought Aaron? Well, this is Holbrook, isn't it? This is where I'll ever go with him. Aaron Clark has never been a hooker, ever. Yeah. And there's still times where he tries to get behind the play of the ball. Doesn't piss off. He's, <laughs> he's, not, he's not a hooker at all. Move away from yeah, the play of the ball. The ball. <laughs> um, you um, you watched the game, didn't you, Jod? I did watch the game. Yeah. Would you watched say Tino game. got targeted? Wait, game, got, I watched by Corey Woodell, but he didn't. Yeah, that he's a uh, Corey Woodell's. Pled uh, non guilty to that as well, hasn't he? Found guilty. Got five he's been games, found guilty. Five games, yeah. Five games. All right. I'd, I'd seen that he'd he'd gone with non guilty on it, but de- from what I've what I've read, what I've seen, they definitely targeted Tino a lot more. But I thought he still played well. Well, that's Tino all over that. Uh, that's Tino all over that. Sorry, we'll come to you in a minute. Um, and that actually, that, Tino's at the first carry of the game. There's about six bulldogs in the tackle. Um, but you know what? That's Tino just stepped up to the mark. I mean, they lost, but Tino played well. Well, what are you going to say? We've just got some breaking news here. 
that's just come in. I've just seen now. It's with the storm we just talked about. The Tigers have given the storm David Nofaluma for the rest of the season. No way. What? (laughs) Have they done that? Where have you seen that? That Michael Ennis just put it on Twitter. Breaking signing news. Melbourne's desperate bid to replace Ryan Papanazan and stay in the premiership contention has paid dividends landing a West Tigers flyer for the rest of the season. Have West just give up? Like, what are they doing? Yeah, of course. Have, have they had that, that decision given against them and they've just thought, oh, fuck this. Are we give up? Why would you ever do that? So is he, will he go back at the end of the year? Yeah. Are you sh- Wait, I suppose it's no. Why have they gone through? So he must go through. It says Come for back. the rest of the season, so I assume that means just for the rest of the season. So they From must West's be point of view, though, back. it's not bad. Why? Because they've they've got nothing to play for. Just go and if you get some money for it, let let nothing. I suppose money, it. yeah. But like, it's just so weird. You don't they don't gain anything unless they get any money. Yeah, but they'll get money for it. But then, like for Melbourne, I think it's weird. Why do they need David Nofaluma? That's what I'm thinking. They're like, really weak on the outside backs, aren't they? So they're, so yeah. they're sticking immediate fullback then. They're just, they're just now outside. They just need, yeah, because they've not got any wingers really. Which, I mean, they've, they've, reports who are trying to get Dewey, Laurie and Walsh and they've ended up with David Nofaluma. He's one of our mates, his best mate, but not the best of signs. I suppose it's better than what they need, better than what they got. Is he a free agent on, on fantasy? I imagine he's on Johnny's bench. F is, he's on F's bench, and he's got like, 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> but it says he's injured on fantasy, so is, is he still injured? Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Well, he must be coming back football. soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, sorry to interrupt, but I thought I'd get that no, in. I mean, we'll move away from Titan now, so I could run on all day. Because um, I think the Bulldogs do need to deserve to be talked about, and they played really well. Um... Rob's making a bit of a signal in the corner, which means he probably wants to talk about Matt Burton, so I'll come to you, Rob, on this one. I want to talk about the Bulldogs. Oh, okay. I think I said a few weeks ago, they're actually an all right team under Mick Potter. Wait, Rob, hang on a minute. I'm not having this. You slated the Roosters saying that they're playing crap teams and beating them, and then the Bulldogs beat a crap team, and all of a sudden they're a good side. I'm going to go through the Bulldogs' results over that season. (laughs) Go on. They they smashed the Titans, right? Okay. They had. 10 points. Jord, it was 26-6 at our time. You got, yeah, a, few, you got a few wait, tries wait, towards the end of the game to make wait, it look better. Jord, you got battered. We're not going <laughs> uh, te- uh, Yeah, but it's like, it's like you the full bit Newcastle wait, wait, 4-0 and we scored a couple of goals in the 90th minute, 4-2. We only lost by two. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You were 26-6 down at half time. Yeah, I get that, but if then, but then you bring that's so if it's football, you're three down half time, bring it to three two, then you lose four two. No, but you, yeah, but that's like it's bring it back to three we two. Want, we, 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 could, we could, were you ever, we at any point in that game, do you think we might actually win this? I don't think that in any game I watched the time. <laughs> <laughs> you were never in that game, you got battered, Joe. It, it was not even close. You well, scored, who else you scored and they scored straight after every single time. I can't, I can't lie, I do agree with Rob there, to be fair. For, I only watched the highlights and there was no highlights for Gold Coast. It was all it seemed to be all Matt Burton and Nado Carr, to be honest. Nado Carr, I agree. You did seem to get battered. Tino was like the shining light in it. And it when you compare it to football, you can lose one nil in football but get absolutely battered all game. But then and then just because it was one nil it looks close. That game wasn't thirty six twenty six, really. 
Scoreboard. But you know what there. game was close? Souths against the Bulldogs last week. That went right down to the wire. Against that's on the Trail South side. Yeah. They almost won that. Right. But if you look who they've played recently, Rob, in the last was it five, they've won one game against the Tigers and that's it. But they've actually yeah, but but the difference is, for, in my opinion, <laughs> is the score. They beat the Eels 34-4. Six games ago, though, I didn't mention it. Yeah, but then, <laughs> yeah, but then who else did they play? They played the Sharks and only lost 18-6. It was 6 all mm. half-time. Battered. <laughs> that was 6 all oh. half-time, not 26-6. Still got beat by, by 12 points. <laughs> but, but with the Bulldogs... <laughs> But with the Bulldogs, I actually think they look like a good side. They've, no, they have, they, they've got better, definitely. Man, they, they beat you. Yeah. When? They would beat us, or they have beat us? They will beat you. Oh, come on. <laughs> the, bull, the Bulldogs there, though, if you look at them, I think if you look at the table, from 11th place, you've got St. George. 11th place upwards are all challenging for top eight, and then anything down have got not got a chance. You've got... The next place after that is Canterbury, and the gap between 11th and 12th is eight points. But out of them five teams towards the bottom, for next season, Canterbury are the only ones that can break out into them top 11 teams, I reckon, challenging for the top eight. Because who else is going to do they've, it? There? They've, won, they've won five games, and I swear Mick Potter's won four of them. Yeah, it probably has. So they're, they're getting much better, and they're scoring points as well. They've put, in, they've put 30 points on a few teams now. The next and, season as well, they've got Reed Marnie coming in, they've got Kickow coming in, don't they? No. They're yeah. all, they're only going to get better. Get it finally, finally looks, I don't I don't want to make like Rob's head bigger here, but it finally looks like it's clicking with like Matt Burton, the new signings, Adokar finally actually playing well. Um, he's a quick man. He is, he is a fast man. Um, they've got a partnership, them two. Yeah, they do. That's mm. so good. Yeah, I would rather sign Jake Turpin than Reed Murray at the minute, but yeah. I agree with you on shit, but he's biggest fan to turn his back on Reed, has he? No, I, I love Reed, but he's not going to play well this year, but you can't compare him to Jake Turpin. <laughs> I don't have All right, fine, Billy Walters. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, what do you think about. I'm now thinking about Storm again. Do you reckon they should go shipping for someone like Corey Allen? <laughs> <laughs> He's a fullback. They should have gone for Matt Duffy. They should have gone for Matt Duffy, actually. He is, a, he is a bit like Pappenhausen. Corey Allen, oh my God. He's what a no bad player. Struggling team. <laughs> is he not even playing, give, is he? They're not going to give him Amarillo, though, are they? So go for Corey Allen. <laughs> He's the worst rugby league player I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. You know what, actually, who is the worst rugby league player you've ever seen? Let's have this conversation right now. Tyson Gallagher. Um, nah, oh, what's the fella that came to Saints from Gold Coast years ago? Perry or something. Oh, Josh oh, Perry. Josh Perry, yeah. Josh Perry, Josh Perry was there. bad. That's because he was on but, Steads in Australia. Yeah, they were all on Steads over here and he came over and was shite. Um, <sighs> No, he definitely is up there though. Um, Tom Ashton's not going to like this, but uh, what's the the lad who's at witness on the wing now? Who was up? Jack Owens. Jack Owens. Jack Owens. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's bad. Yeah, 
I just enjoyed You know when you were saying about uh, Tino before? Mm. I was glad he got his eyes guards to the fucking Queensland Bellend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If we're going back on stuff, Luke, I'm not biased, Taylor over there, talking about <laughs> Jake Turpin and Billy Walters comparing to Reed Marnie. I'm obviously joking. They're both crap. <laughs> you know, who, crap? Who, we, who we would used to laugh at Marshall King he's going to be a quality this week great signing for the Dolphins isn't he yeah, turned out to a good player does Rick Rob me. support Canterbury or Raiders here like <laughs> I support the Raiders but I also support Matt Byrne <laughs> <laughs> the piss boiling the piss boiling blue battered two of the Queens and fell <laughs> He got slapped up. He got fucking mauled. Yeah, by two of them. Like the fight off in between in the that wasn't it? He rattled the whole equation in that Well, Tino's rattled a bowl of uh, Canterbury. They booed him at every touch of the board, you know. Did they? I, yeah, because he's golden goose. The golden yeah, goose. but I, I found it <laughs> any game. Like, how can you remember to boo someone every time they get the ball? I find it, I always find it that impressive. I'd forget. Oh, he's never been to an Everton game then. <laughs> I'm sure you remember to boo Kevin Nigan when he signed for his field Oh, big time. Oh. What, what a rat. <laughs> we'll, oh. we'll get on to that. 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 <laughs> when you said that then Rob it was like you're going to reel off a long list of players you've all played well but your name won yes. and I'm player I wasn't impressed with I wanted to just get to Fafita because I hate him so much <laughs> he's a Queensland bastard as well isn't he he's a horrible cut. why does the fat bastard not run Brimson made Brimson made a line break right got up the other end of the field they went left where was David? He had his hands on his hips about 30 metres back. He's a lazy bastard, isn't he? He is lazy. All the talent just does not the work effort, does he? Fuck it. I Interesting it. one is, what is his next wage bill going to be? Not 1.2 mil. <laughs> about 700k? Yeah, I reckon about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, whatever Warrington will pay him. <laughs> oh, I'm going Which is mad because he was actually class last season. He had like 18 tries. Something ridiculous. Yeah, he was that, unreal. A bit, 18, it was on it. It was somewhat high. It was high, definitely. It, just it was very good. high. I had him on fancy, didn't he? So I know he was doing well. He still does well, man. Fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's shit, but then one week he'll just have one of, he'll have one of those games where like, he'll have. 37 tackle breaks, two tries. And you're like, oh, what a player. And then next week you won't see him. We'll carry the ball four times for 15. He's an impact more. player, though, isn't he? He's not, he's not well, going there the whole game. But that's the why highest paid. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what I was about to say. In being an impact player, that's maybe the reason for take, uh, bringing him on off the bench. But he can't not if you do pay it. Him not if you're paying him 1.2 mil. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he's the highest he should paid never... He should never have ever <laughs> been paid 1.2 mil. I think we you've spoke about this before on the podcast. Your million pound players should be spine players. You shouldn't be paying an edge, a prop forward in Hass or whoever it is, a mil plus. Shouldn't be happening. Hey, you don't be running 1.2 mil. Yeah. 
probably earned 20k <laughs> while he was still with his hands on his hips. That's <laughs> shit the Titans are. I'm allowed to say that. You're allowed to say that. Go on, mate. That's not fair. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, final game of the round. Cowboys Tigers. We have covered this pretty much. We covered this pretty much earlier, but just a quick one. 27-26 to the Cowboys. Valentine's home, starting a last-minute penalty. Obviously, I don't, we don't want him to go over the instant again, but what do we make of the game? Obviously, Luke's been banging on a lot Dane Laurie, so I'll come to him for this one. <laughs> he did play well, didn't he? He did have a good game. I was just more um, focused on the Cowboys, to be honest. I thought they were really poor in this game. I thought they deserved to lose. Obviously, obviously, they did lose in the, in the end. Of the, well, they should have lost, but they were really poor, and I'm sick of Todd Payne. Please don't go back to taking off Scott Drinkwater and bringing on the hammer again. It's just so painful. I think it's brave to, to diss Todd Payton when he's had an unbelievable season. Oh, it just does men on fancy. But yeah, Nana, you know, I thought, was outstanding. was quality with his two tries. Val Holmes had a good game. But no one beat the King, Dane Laurie. Wow, what a game. We're, we're quite critical of Nanai saying he doesn't like, he's not actually a meters guy, is he? Made 205. Oh, yeah, but they, how they, often has he done that? Try was. You ran yeah, half of them. I know what you mean, but he's still 205 meters. You know, like about 60. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, how often does he actually make o- o- over 100 plus? It's hardly ever. He normally hovers around 60, 70, doesn't he, per game? Mm-hmm. But when do you, when talk do you about the, impact players. When do you reckon the, um, the Titans will offer him 1.2 now? The type of players we seem to be going for. The next one is Haas. You're playing Haas and Mill. Hey, we'll have the best forward pack, but I hope one of them can kick. (laughs) (laughs) Because we can't. (laughs) You've seen Tino kicking it like Sam Burgess at the World Cup. Uh, no, I do think the Cowboys got away with one, but Nanai probably had one of his better games of the season. Um, and I just, just feel a bit sorry for the Tigers. As a Titan fan, I'm happy they lost, but I do feel a bit sorry for the Tigers. Um, and I think if they can get their pieces playing well together, but now it sounds like they're trying to get rid of them all. Could be in for a good, could be in for a good back end of the season, unfortunately, for the Titan fan. Dewey's been good for them. So he's come back, and I think he's what they Dewey's needed. Good. And to be fair to um, the Tigers, Hastings is. Doing all right at 13. Yeah. It's adding a bit of, um, bit more ball movement around the rock, isn't it? I think they're looking better recently, the past couple of weeks. I thought um, that for Manu Brown, again, was, was yeah. decent at hooker. Mm. I had, had a good game as well. That's that's. I think, did he played last week, because he played well uh, last week as well, didn't he? He plays three weeks yeah. in a row now. He's had a good game. Uh, it's just a shame Coruscant's going to come in next year and remove him. Could, play, could get the 14 jersey, but yeah. It's a shame about Hastings, because England just do not need a number 13. No. Uh, no. That's, that's one position. Set. It's one position that we've uh, we've actually got good competition in, isn't it, really? I wouldn't mind, mind him getting some minutes at seven, but he's just not getting any at the moment, is he? So it's just, it's just annoying, but... But yeah, that was the round that was. Unless there's anything else anyone wanted to mention on the Cowboys game? Oh, I hate them both. <laughs> <laughs> both on, that note, on that note, we'll move to the last pod. Um, everyone's favourite part of the podcast. Um, so, like we mentioned earlier, on our Instagram, which is at 10 in the bin, we are going to be putting up the list of the Lance pods, thanks to Jake. Um, 
everyone's favorite everyone's favorite part of the podcast seems to be everyone's favorite part of the instagram page exactly and i think i'll give jake the honors of giving us his last pod points first because it's his first time doing it yeah so um i'll go through some honorable mentions first my in fact you know what my list of three two one and honorable mentions has been so interchangeable in my head throughout like the past couple of hours and just even like the whole podcast I'm gonna go my honorable mentions are gonna be Ben Hunt yeah I thought he ran the game against us two tries played really well Payne Haas is in my honourable mentions. I thought played 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 very well, but uh, on a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Played played very well. Was a standout performer, but I thought in terms of forwards in the game, I thought Pat Carrigan equaled him, so he could have quite easily been in my honourable mentions as well. I thought Pat Carrigan played just as well as Haas did. And then my third honourable mention. That the pass and and this play was very interchangeable of whether they were in for the any Lance Pod points or not. But I'm gonna put oh, no, it's between Fogarty and Ado Car for my one point. That's push pronouncer. I'm gonna go Ado Car and Fogarty in honourable mentions. I just can't. I'm not Ado Car's biggest fan, but I can't deny him when he scored four tries and he's got two of them were. Breakaway Great. interceptions. Dane Laurie's got my two points. Dane Laurie's got my two points. I'd lead. I'm fuming. Dane Laurie's got two points, and I think who should be probably at the top of everyone's list is James Tedesco. Luke seems <laughs> to disagree with that. So I'll come to Luke for his last pod points this week, please. How Payne Hass is not in this, Jake's like. I'm blown. My mind is blown. <laughs> okay, so my honourable mentions have gone to... My mind's blown. <laughs> Dane, Dane Laurie. <laughs> I've changed your mind, Rob. You made some good points about Dane Laurie. And yeah, he wasn't on the winning side, so you like I'll give the one point to instead. Dane Laurie got an honourable mention. I give Connor Watson an honourable mention. I thought he was really good for the Roosters. And uh, my last honorable mention was Nanai, two tries, thought he had a good game. At one point, which it pains me to say it, was Fogarty. I thought he was instrumental in the, the Raiders' win and the charge up to the, ta- up the table. Shame they're going to miss the playoffs, but <laughs> got to give him some credit there. He got my one point. My two points went to James Tedesco. They go, he's in there, Jake, but obviously he's not number, number one. He was quality. Uh, yes, he runs far, but he did actually have his hands in some of the good players in the game. And similar to the Raiders, he is key in their charge up the table. And the most obvious one of the round, the three points went to Payne Haas. He's been out for a cup for about three weeks with it. He's done both of his shoulders. He comes back and to put that performance in, I thought he was unreal. He's the best prop. In the world, he's the he's best, the best prop ever. in the world. He's unbelievable. <laughs> I love him so much. As you know, I don't wait till he signs, and then we'll love him. If he leaves, he's dead to me. But he was quality. 
I love him so much, but not in a manly seagulls type of way. (laughs) 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 Well, go on then, Rob. Give us your plans for points then, please. Right, well, we mentioned uh, Fogarty. Here's that off the NRL. Love him so much. (laughs) Fogarty, Fox, Laurie, Luttrell, Damien Cook and Bennett. Today, I I still give a point to all of them. But I can't. Third, right, for me one point, James Tedesco. Yeah, He's still still the third best player of the week. That's still respectable. But I, I come to expect it from him. Right. Half me two points. <laughs> oh, I know where the three points are going in. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Three points to the best six in the league, Matt Burton. Oh, at least he's not foggy. Well, I actually was going to be foggy then. Um, all my honourable mentions have also been mentioned apart from Swali. He'd be in my honourable mentions as well if I had a good game. Um, getting my one point is the Fox. Unbelievable game, probably his best game for the Broncos, not the Broncos, uh, the Bulldogs. Get my two points, Payne Haas. Returning from injury, big game, like mentioned. My three points, I have to agree with Jake. It's James Tedesco. I, I, I can't see any, I can't, I couldn't see anything other than James Tedesco. It's unbelievable. And that's the you end of the Do you watch the Bulldogs game as well? You see what Matt Burton did to you. Yeah, I see what, I see what the Fox did as well. We've also heard, Rob, what you said to us offer about um, this whole Lance Pod voting system. So we're, we're sceptical of you the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you rigor. What do you mean? Tanking for Burn to get the, the Lance, <laughs> Lance Pod. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why would I not give someone that got two tries, six goals he kicked, a try assist, two line breaks, a line break assist, 25 tackles, two tackle breaks, and over 100 metres? You know, you're worthy... desperate when you're putting goal conversions in there. That's a worthy three points. <laughs> that's if that's Cam for... Munster, if I read that out and I went, that's Cam Munster, you'd be like, what a week. <laughs> yeah, but I James Tedesco on a much better been? week. Yeah, against the Knights. <laughs> <laughs> he played the Titans. Yeah, but the Knights without Ponga is different. That's just like... Yeah, that's just absolutely awesome. battered the Knights. I would say Lee would beat Knights without Ponga. That's, that's not ridiculous. Joe wouldn't know why because they're shite. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't. <laughs> um, just, just on that Payne half point there, does that leave him with, was that seven points for Payne half? Is it seven? Yeah, yeah, seven. Eight. I know you got one for you, didn't So yeah. I think, about that with me not actually giving him any points, I think that leaves him just outside the top three on the Lance Pod leaderboard. Um, Who's top three, Jake? We'll find out. Um, we'll find out on the page. Yeah, yeah. We'll we will find out on the page. We will. Um, post will probably go up tomorrow at some point. You can nice. tell us on the podcast, though. <laughs> yeah, it'll come out after the, the, po- the yeah. post has already been on. Yeah, uh, yeah, it probably will, actually. You can't work it out. We'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, because but for, for whatever reason... I'm not seeing James Tedesco Lost. anywhere on this Lance Pod list so far. I don't think he's any point. Because he's crap. Disgusting <laughs> that in my eyes. Could you imagine <laughs> Turbo is playing? Turbo is playing. My three points have got Turbo. Two points to Burton every single week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing Lindsay Collins on this list. Whoever that is. <laughs> a good week. 
whoever that is, I'm seeing him on the list. I'm seeing no James Tedesco. Uh, <laughs> Jake, it's all right. Edric Lee's like fourth. Yeah. Edric Lee is fourth. <laughs> Still five. <laughs> so I, I will give out the top five if you want to hear the top five because I've got them on me now. Only. We've got Joey Marnie at the top, joint top with Cody Walker on nine points, Trail Mitchell on eight, Payne Haas is now on seven, and Jerome Hughes on six. Who else is on seven, Luke? Uh, no one. Well, not I yet. I do believe well, it's a certain... Oh, Burton is... Burton's now on seven. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's going to have the leaderboard up every week to no, work No, I'm out. not actually fixing it. I actually wanted to give him three points. Right, we'll move away from this controversial Lance pod. I'll move away to our predictions for the round that's coming. Um, oh, I've missed which, these. Well, <laughs> I've missed it. So, first game in the round is Manly Roosters. The homophobic Manly versus the Roosters. <laughs> um, Rob that doesn't get demonetised. <laughs> we don't get monetised anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that. Go on, John. You want me to, uh, my prediction, I've gone uh, 30 points to 6 to the Roosters. Up the LGBTQ+. Plus. Oh, um, so <laughs> I'm gonna say the roots of the oh, probably quite a lot. Forty-two ten. Oh no, mine. Actually, I you can't put the same score. It just doesn't seem as, ju- as as good when you get it right. Go on, then, Luke. What are you thinking? I'll go like forty-six six. No, forty-six four because I'm pretty sure DC is kicking it. Oh, Garrett. Yeah, forty-six four. Okay, Jake. Um, I think the only benefit we've got here is that we're at home <laughs> because, <laughs> because because with the with the team that we're going to have to put out, it's going to be horrendous. Um, oh, I want to bat Manly, but I can't. I'm going to go thirty-two eight. No, thirty-two ten. Do you know who's at centre? To Roosters. Bill Walker. Bill Walker. <laughs> to be fair to him, he won a grand final. He's won a grand final at centre. Yeah, about eight years ago. Is Brad Walker playing? Brad Park playing? I hope not. No. Have you seen, have you seen his back? James <laughs> No, in this side on the bench. Segu- James Seguiaro. Seguiaro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. He got away with his like domestic abuse charge or something, and he's come back. Was he working at a coffee shop? <laughs> Can't check your team is just full of scumbags, isn't it? Yeah, so they they won't they won't play with gay pride on the fringe shirt. <laughs> They'll play with Seguiaro if he's his missus. Hey, he's found not guilty to be fair to him. To be fair, if you didn't let players play that twatted the missus in the NRL, you wouldn't have much of a league. <laughs> no, that's true. Yep, that's another reason why we're getting dinner. <laughs> that's any future interviews gone. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, it's true. <laughs> when this podcast blows up, that's getting quote tweeted by every social media page ever. This podcast, if I ever, if any of us ever become famous, this podcast might have been deleted. Yeah, but Ben Barber <laughs> would probably rate us, so I'll take it. I'm yeah, we're getting cancelled here. <laughs> Warriors versus Storm uh, in New Zealand. I'm still going to go for a Storm win, but I'm going to say 20 points. They're going to win 20 points to 12. Rob, again, I'll come to you first. I'll just I'll do the same order. Rob, Luke, Jake. So, Rob. All right. oh, I'd love to give the Warriors oh. this, but can't. 
they'll bounce back 26-6 to the Storm. Yeah. Luke? Um, 16-10 the Storm. I think you should mix the order up, George, so it's like... Yeah, but I've got it wrote down as Rob, Luke, Jake and the me. And when I start <laughs> mixing right. the order up, I'll start putting Jake's and Rob's and it's easy not to do that. Um, I'm going to go with a 22-12 to the Storm. 22-12 the Storm. Poor news the other day. Um, Eels-Panthers, big game. Uh, got... I know what's coming here. <laughs> From me? No, from Rob, oh. the man is grinning his head off. I'm going to say a close one, but Panthers are going to win by two points, so it's going to be 22 points to 20. Rob? This is the one. The Eels are going to, the Eels are going to beat Penrith, and it's going to be 18... No, because Cleary's kicking. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be 2018 to the Eels. 2018. Eels? Luke? 36-4 to the Eels, to Penrith. Fucking hell. Bad Arthur out after it. Jacob Arthur out forever. <laughs> so he got booed. He got, he got How booed. tight is tight that? that. Need to, need, need to say, actually, yeah, I'll say that back. Say that, say that back. But he is shite. It's so like, tight, though. No one Why is he booed. getting booed out of everyone? No one should be booed, but he also shouldn't be playing in the NRL. True. His dad like, if picked him when he gets booed. His dad keeps picking him. <laughs> he gets booed. <laughs> <laughs> if it, that's what's going to happen with Lachlan Lamb please shout for Lee and they're all going to start booing him as well no he's going to get mm. less deal in next season <laughs> yeah. uh, Jake Eels Panthers uh, I'm going to go with 30 points to 22 to the Panthers and uh, just on that Man of Steel shout for Lachlan Lamb isn't that not, is that not going to Tex Hoy yeah <laughs> it's a toss up it is a toss up Lachlan Lamb <laughs> Imagine that next year, that the Man of Steel top five is like Tex Hoy, Matt Dufty, Lachlan Lamb. Just think Wilson. about it, though. Matt Dufty's faster than Jai Field, I reckon. So imagine, yeah. what, Wigan signed, so, so imagine what he's going to do. He should be unreal, but like, I thought Mitchell Pierce was going to be unreal, and he, he's not done, a, he's done a, he's been all right, but he's not blown up, set the world on fire. No. I don't know, I can remember with an Aussie on Twitter about that. I'll get on to that after the podcast. We've got to turn them in down. We can win up here. Titans Raiders. I'll be honest. I've said the Titans are going to win 18 14. That's my heart. My head says it's like 30 to 6 Raiders, but I'm going to stick with the 18 14 Titans. Rob? We don't blow many teams out. I'm going to say. You don't play those every week. 28. 14 to us. That's respectable. Uh, Luke? 22-10 to the Raiders. Yeah. And then finally, Jake? I will go with 18-6 to the Raiders. I very nearly went Titans then, you know. I was nearly, nearly went Titans. But I thought it's not really silly. I've gone Titans, but it's not very sensible. Um, oh, this is a good game. Yeah, another... Very good another, game. Yeah. Good uh, game, this. We've got Sharks Souths. Big game, big big game in terms of who's going to finish in the top four as well. And I'm going to go 14-10 to the Bunnies. I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I need your answer, Rob. <laughs> I, I, I said 14-10 to the Bunnies. 
<laughs> he's getting nervous, so he's top of the table now. Um, oh, I'm going to take the bunnies as well. I'm going to take the bunnies 20 points to 10. Yeah, Luke? 18, 10 sharks. Oh, we've got a sharkies. I was going to go the sharks, but I thought you were <laughs> No, I didn't change my answer based on what you said. <laughs> After uh, my backing of the bunnies so far in this podcast, I think I have to go with them. It's going to be 22-10, the bunnies. That's me pulling some points back on the leaderboard. Or losing some. Or losing some, yeah. Um, that's an easy one. Broncos Tigers. Please do I'm gonna it. Be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm going the Tigers. I'm telling you what, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> They're gonna be fuming, right? They're gonna go have to go back up to Queensland. They're probably still in Queensland, actually, not left. Fuming. They've been done dirty and they're gonna win by a dewy drop goal, 19 points to 18. And shut up Suncorp. Rob. I don't know if you want that to happen, because you'll be bottom of the table again. Um <laughs> Not my predictions because I've got us beating the Raiders. 36 6 to the Broncos. Luke? Luke, are you going? You know what? The Tigers actually are hard to, harder team to play against than some of the other crap down the bottom of the minute, I think. So I'm going to go reasonably close. Go 20, um, 18 points to 10. Nice. Um. The opposite of George, after them giving away David Nofaluma because these just fucking can't be arsed anymore. <laughs> I am going with the Broncos at home, absolutely batter them, and I'm going to go 48 4. Ooh, love it. I think both scores are probably quite likely to be Knights Bulldogs. Um, I've gone 36 10 to the Bulldogs. I'm taking the Bulldogs huge. 46 6. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go Knights. I think the Knights are going to. Like, they've not even got Ponga, mate. Just don't even bother. They got a win recently without the Ponga, did they? Did they? I thought they did. Uh, um... They've lost 42 no, 12. 42 12. 40 28. And then they beat the Titans 38-12. No, <laughs> 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 well, the, the the Knights actually they played all right against the Roosters when Ponga didn't play, but they still they lost. The they beat the Titans without Ponga. Right. I'll go. I'll go eighteen sixteen Bulldogs. Eighteen sixteen Bulldogs. They'll put more points on the Knights than that. They've conceded one hundred twenty <laughs> points in three weeks. <laughs> uh, Jake, I'm going to go thirty-two eight. To the Bulldogs. I've noticed I always predict low scores. Yeah, you don't you don't beat Nathan Island as well. Set of you, are, on you. you are naturally pre- a pessimistic person, Luke. <laughs> this man does not have a set of bollocks on you. Jake, Jake, I don't know where you've been tuning into the podcast before you join us, but John has never predicted the underdog to win ever other than the Titans. <laughs> I've literally just picked the Tigers. And his state of origin was like, Nathan clearly won the match. New South <laughs> Wales win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a betting. I'm a betting man, Luke, and the odds are on Nathan Cleary's side. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. easy, it's easy to say Carrigan after we got the man of the match in game one. Great. Like no one that. got it right though, did they for, for Origin? So no, exactly. we'll, we'll move on to the next game then. Um, Dragons v Cowboys. I'm going. To go, I've gone 24-16 to Cowboys. 
They do struggle away from Townsville, but I think they'll win this one. Rob? I'd love to the Dragons, but they've got <laughs> most of them by at fullback. <laughs> um, I'm going to go close up. I'm going to go 2016 to the Cowboys. 2016 Cowboys. Luke? <laughs> You're forgetting, Rob. They've brought a real danger man in on the bench. <laughs> God knows why they've thought, you know what, let's play Sloan at 14. <laughs> let's play Moses Empire fullback. <laughs> makes little sense. That might switch that. I hope yeah. so. Um, but I'm going up a Cowboys win. I'm going 38-10. And then finally, Jake. George predicted a close one. Who, who was winning by a drop goal earlier, George? Who was that? At the Tigers. The Tigers. This is going to be won by a drop goal for St. George. Ooh. And this one is going to be 18-19. Good on that. You know what, it'll be calmer to the Cowboys if you get beat on that. It will be, actually. It will be. Right, well, that concludes um, NRL for this week. I think we'll get the predictions. We're doing a bit different on the Instagram now, Rob, with predictions, aren't we? We're just going to take the basis of what we've all said. Rather yeah, than I'll do. I'll just do what we've said to win, rather than putting the scores on. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, so keep an eye on the Instagram for that. Move on to Super League now. This side there, Northern, on the Northern Hemisphere. Um, I thought it was a great fixture, great round of fixtures. If I'm honest, this one, big wins for the Rhinos, Hookier Saints. <laughs> Rhinos. Um, just, just big, just big, just big results all around. So we'll start with arguably the game of the round: Rhinos Wigan. Uh, with Leeds winning 42-12. What a game. How good are Leeds? <laughs> Harry Newman is unbelievable. Harry Newman is unbelievable. Jai Field shit as well. He can't pass. He actually can't pass. I'm yeah. sorry. We've said it on previous podcasts. He may be the quickest man to ever play rugby league ever. But he can't pass. Yeah. I couldn't believe this result. Like, and we're going to have been good this year. The and, Granted, they haven't been as good as Saints, but they've still been good this year. I did not see him getting beat by Leeds, never mind getting dicked by Leeds as well. Like, to concede 42 points is a good sign for a Saints fan, that's for sure. After this week as well, the Super League Twitter account had the balls to tweet out uh, best duo ever in Super oh, League. Best duo ever in Super this. League. And they had the likes of Longham Price on uh, Burrow and Simfield. And then sneaking in down in the corner was for some reason the, the fast twins, Brent <laughs> and Jai Field. It's the most oh, ridiculous thing ever. You know what, George? You know they need to put on the if they're going to put them two on that list. Jack Owens and Matty Dawson. You may as well. <laughs> Matty, Matty Dawson. Dawson. I was, was going to say the Prince and T Mac, but yeah, there was no. <laughs> Matty Dawson might be the shyest rugby league player I've ever seen. Oh, he was so bad. Was he the one? It might be my daughter, though. Might be, I think it was. And the first time I seen him play for Saints, he messed up the, the like, kickoff. Like, that was the first thing he did, and we lost that game, and we conceded straight I think we were at the game together, George. Yeah, he, he, put surpri- foot, he put his foot in touch when he caught the ball. Yeah. yeah. yeah it we really like, wouldn't surprise me if he's in jail, though. He just seems like the type of guy in jail. He seems the type of guy that goes fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I can't fish it. There's a picture in there. Facebook profile picture is definitely some yeah. old fish. <laughs> With Hesky. <laughs> that is what Matty Dawson's doing right now. Just call oh, it. He's had a locked up. Weekend. What a weekend. He's had a locked up. That's fishing. One of the two. 
Massive um, carpet in my hand. And a Stella. What a weekend, 32 pounds. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, no, sorry, we'll, we'll come back on to it. So, Wigan, um, they're probably their worst from the year, definitely. But I just, I think you're, you're right, Luke. It does definitely bode well for Saints seeing Wigan get tore apart like that. The missing centres, Wigan, aren't they? They're really boring. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm trying to get past the carp fishing. <laughs> Matty Dawson. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing. I need to find out. It was a complete <laughs> left turn, that. He's not, he's not playing rugby. He's having yeah. a prison of carp fishing. <laughs> <laughs> the carp fishing. We're all picturing around Carl Dam, but it's with his nets out. That's like. exactly what I'm picturing. He's on <laughs> one of them little platoons on Carl Dam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. For fuck's sake. Should we move off the Wigan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're a shite. They don't deserve to be thought of. Um, Hull FC Tigers. Um, Castleford winning 46 18. Yeah. Tigers. I think they're having a, quietly having a really good season. Hull are shite, though, aren't they? Oh, they're so bad. Hull are shite. It's mad. Hull are shite, but I think that's a good win for Castleford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll end up. Maybe not sneaking into the six, but they'll be in the six. I think they'll do quite well. I think they're guaranteed in the six. To be honest, it's but the four points clear of sit. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the injuries they've got as well, you've got to give them some credit. Like I think um, now levels is now out for the season, isn't he? And obviously, Truman's out for the season. Um, fair play to him. Yeah, I think I think it must be nice for Lee Bradford to get that win over FC as well. How oh, Brett yeah. Hodgson's still got a job at Hull is just beyond me. This yeah. they might fall out there. They are so bad. They are terrible. Like, absolutely terrible. Jake Connish. They're just they're just rubbish. It's the best way to describe them. They're it's the matter that they're getting beat as well. Yeah, yeah they've been like, beaten five times now, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, not not good signs at all. Um I want to move on basically because I want to get to this game next. Um <laughs> which is Warrington Hulk KR. Okay, I win by 30 points to 22. It's just so good, isn't it? It just, I actually love seeing why you get beat. I know we're trying not to be biased. <laughs> I'm biased in this podcast, but it couldn't happen to a better club. <laughs> like, they have got the worst set of supporters <laughs> in the big league. I know. They basically um, give up this year just to rebuild for next year, haven't they? They have, but I'm just getting rid of Powell. The shit. Whether you give up this year or not, they're so bad. I, honestly, I think he gets. 10 games next year and if they're pretty poor with the investment they've made he's gone yeah definitely what do, you th- Go on. What, what do you think about them next year with the players they've brought in they've got to do well they have if they to don't to then they're going to win it at some point they've got to win it at some point I just want to know what they're doing with their salary cap because <laughs> on their you know. books next year and this is what I want. I wanted to dial into if you go for that squad, you've got Matt Dufty, who won't be on, he'll be on a decent wedge to come over here. Um, Wingers, no, not so, not so much. But then you've got the likes of George Williams will probably be on decent money. Um, Paul Vaughan, Josh McGuire, mm-hmm. Cassiano, Gil Dutton. These are people that are bringing through. Ollie Holmes came on decent money. So did Peter Metaltier. It's going to be a Daryl Clark, I know, is on good money. We, he, he's their market, or he was their market signing. Stefan Ratcliffe just signed a big two year deal, hasn't he? Like, I'd love to know how they're working through the, the salary cap. 
Yeah, the only thing I can think of, obviously they've got a marquee player, which I know just for the example of Saints, who don't use it. Um, the only no, thing I can think... No, we don't have a sort of marquee man, no. I thought Roby was. He's getting towards the end of his career and he won't be on a huge amount of money. Just like Ratchford, I can't imagine on massive money. The only thing I can think of works in Warrington's favour is a few of the players they've signed, like Dufty, or weren't, they've not had to prize them away from a starting role. Sure. The likes of Maguire probably was getting pushed out of the Dragons. Paul Vaughan was the one who surprised me. Paul Vaughan's playing well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul Vaughan definitely surprised me as well. I think he he could have quite easily if he if he was not wanted at Canterbury, he could have quite easily gone somewhere else in the NRL. He's yeah, playing well this season. Mm. But yeah, the Warrington have obviously got a lot more money than a lot of other players, and I can't imagine them making a profit. They must be sponging loads of money, they But they're going to win it at some point, which is. I think it's inevitable, and if if Powell gets it right, I do believe he's a good coach. It, it can't be too far away. There were the signs they're making. Yeah, another crap now though. They're investing a lot, and yeah, well, that's why you've got to enjoy the moments now. Mm. I think you've got to enjoy these little these well, it's not little wins. There's about ten losses this season, but you've got to enjoy them. Um, and fair play to Hull KL. They've got a few injuries as well, and they they still kick on and beat Wire away from home. Mm. I mean, Just away from Look at the table though. Salford, Hullcare, and Hull FC are all on 18. And that's six to and Leeds in ninth with 17. Who do you think will fall out of that for Leeds? Because I think someone will. Um Is it top six this year? Is it top six? I don't know. Is it top? No, oh, we're gonna look like a terrible podcast if you don't know this. It might, I think it is. It changes every year, though, doesn't it? I swear, yeah. like, yeah, they do love do love to change it up. I think it is top six, though. Oh, is it? Fucking hell! Yeah, it is six because it was five last year, wasn't it? But they've made it six. Yeah, I think it's six. Does that mean we're playing? Does that mean we don't get a buy round this year? Then, if we win the league, to be honest, it'll probably be yeah. changed by then. But yeah, but yeah I mean, I think... Leeds need to do needs to get a shift on them, don't they? Really. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are on that. Uh, the few teams on the same amount of points. I mean, I think if Leeds should be able to, should be able to kick on and get that into the playoffs, Salford should surely drop off. And I worry with Castleford the injuries they're getting, but they're quite a few points ahead. So, so what what is the sixth right now? Is it Saints, Wigan, Cattle, and Giants? Cast Salford. Yeah, I can see Leeds shooting into that, but that'd be the only change. That'd be a good six that. The annoying thing is that Warrington's still aren't far away and if they can kick on with Dufty, you just never know. How many games left this season? I reckon about... Is it 25 games, in it? Um, is... yeah, yeah, it'll be, t- it'll be 25 with, with Magic Weekend, won't it? So Five games left. <clears throat> they're not getting... Yeah, they're not getting in. No, I don't think they're getting in. They're fighting relegation. They can't be thinking about playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. Then you've got good game over in Perpignan, Catalan Giants. Um Catalan winning 13 12, last minute drop goal from Tonkins. Uh two good teams. I mean I I I, I still think it's gonna be a Saints win grand final, but these are if it's not gonna be them two, it'll be Dragons Giants. They're the biggest they're the biggest competition out there to these two teams. But you said predicted Huddersfield together in a, in a previous podcast. No. Change mind again. No. <laughs> The difference is, hey boys, I've got me notes. I actually think I said that they could be 
they could make the final. I don't think they will. I do think they'll be winning. Yeah, yeah what did I put? Serious contenders <laughs> under Ian Watson. So they are a contender, but I do think I do think they'll be a Saints winning the final. But a good result, good game all around, good game of rugby league. Um, big fuck you to Derek Bowman. Yeah, I think one of the main things from this game did my head and I read it on a forum was there was no live sport on Sky Sports at this time in the day. This is a massive game in Super League and it's not on TV. Seeing that. This is probably what, only what do you expect with Sky? Yeah. I know, it's just daft, isn't it? But it's like probably one of the only Saturdays of the year where there's no live sport on. That's a great market to put a get a live sport on. They'd be putting in pubs around the country and all this and they didn't have it on. It was a great game. Well, yeah, well, I, I don't I don't expect anything less from Sky, to be honest. I don't really like how they televise rugby over here. I, they, they don't do it any favours. No. The commentary shit. We say, we say this every week. Commentary shit. The whole product is poor. Mm, it's quite enough for someone to change it up. Yeah, you're just not bringing the ice to the sport. Uh, it's a shame. Um, another game on in France this day, last weekend as well, Toulouse Salford. Uh, Salford winning 24-11. Obviously, you all know that we are big Toulouse supporters on this podcast. We're up the revolution. Uh, but shame. I mean, Salford actually have a good season, so it's no no embarrassing to get beat by them. But I would have liked to see Toulouse win because they would have gone level on points of Wakefield. But they are level on points of Wakefield. Yeah, level on points. Oh, they would have got a oh, they would have gone ahead of Wakefield. Oh, yeah, they are ahead of Revolution. Like honestly, they're on two points behind Warrington. This is a mellow job. I'm all in this Toulouse um, train, by the way, and we play them. I think really importantly, last game of the season. They're totally wicked. I want to see. The, the the youngest kids we have in our club play. Oh, Are you sure? We play Wakefield the week before that as well. Oh, yeah, we a... do. No, we, we do. don't. We'd... Oh, is it at home though? Yeah, I think it's at home. Oh, God, well, batter Wakefield and then rest everyone for Toulouse. That's we, 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 have, have. we have a history of towards the back end of the season. I think we did it to, against Brisbane Broncos a couple of seasons ago where that last game of the season or definitely back end of the season... Oh, did I say Brisbane? <laughs> did I say Brisbane? Yeah, you mean London Broncos. Uh, meant, uh, yeah, London Broncos. They were dead bottom of the league and we went there and put out a team that was just all youngsters and we lost. We did it. Salford were low down the league last year. We went there, we put out a team of youngsters and we lost. So it's very likely that we could do that against Toulouse. I'd love it if we did. I, I'd find it hysterical <laughs> if we... Bastard Wakefield like fifty points to four at home, <laughs> and then played all the all the kids against Toulouse. Can you imagine the fallout on Twitter? Actually, fair, most, most of Twitter seems to want Toulouse to stay up and Wakefield to go down. Very evident from our mm-hmm. game on the weekend. But like people like Derek Bowman on the leads. I think we've we, just lost your dirt. Oh, he's back. He's back. Sorry, I didn't realize I was lagging. Sorry. Uh, just saying that we love to lose basically on this podcast. That's all I'm saying. I think it's, it's quite interesting to see what Hol- uh, Hol- Wolf said um, recently. He said he's not afraid to think about the long term winning the grand final and like rest some players as we've been in the build up. So I think we will be giving some players a rest towards the back end. That'd be fantastic if we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all always- like. Like you, sorry, George, just one sec. Like you just said there, George, I can't wait for the rant you'll see on Twitter 
if we do that and and Toulouse manage to stay up, it'll be brilliant. I mean, speaking of Derek Bowman, did everyone see that he offered a fan a fight? I did see that, yeah. <laughs> no, what's this? No. So Derek Bowman, who is the Leona controversial, only signs anti-vax, because we all know it's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I had a had an absolute fallout over the weekend over uh, the argument that French clubs bring nothing to Super League and you say that they bring no away fans. He's he's a dinosaur. His opinions are completely outdated. If your club relies on the away fans to to get by, you're doing something wrong because the NRL seem to do fine without it. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's that's a different matter. But he ended up getting a really serious argument with this one fella who he then quotes it on on Twitter saying. Try to DM you a hundred pounds uh, to give me a fight. Just send me the location. <laughs> wow. that's, 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 you wake up the next day with a serious red wine hangover, don't you? Have to send them type of tweets. But um, yeah, it, and the fall came from a game we'll talk about now, which is Wakefield Saints. Saints winning thirteen twelve thanks to the last minute. Well, not last minute, a golden point. Jack Wellsby drop goal. Terrible conditions. Terrible ground. Terrible club. Terribly sorry that you're gonna fuck off to the championship next year. <laughs> did um did anyone see the pictures going around on Twitter at the state of the Wakefield bench? Oh it was shocking, it's, wasn't it? It's a super league club that it's a it's a team playing in the top division of a of an elite sport yeah, in this just... country. And they just had like plastic school chairs just laid out next to the pitch. Mm. But it wasn't right. even just like school chairs, Jake. They had like moulds and stuff on and they were like filthy. Like oh, there's, no. more, there's more respect. It's nicer to play at Ruskin than it is to play at Wakefield. I've probably played at better grounds for Pilks than that, to be honest. That's what I'm it saying. Is, it's so it, shit. There's not. It, there's no excuse. I understand they're, they're not very well off Wakefield, but you just you just at least maintain the ground to some standard. Mm. Trying to do it on one side of the ground, aren't they? Because it is one stands empty in it. They still weren't really good enough. Um, obviously, I think they'll be they'll be very disappointed. Wakefield they had a really good first half. Well, first sixty minutes really. They, we couldn't get anything going. Couldn't keep hold of the ball. But Saints did what Saints do. You never write them off. So I saw, um, oh, you I saw a lot of people complaining on um, on Twitter about Golden Point and saying that Wakefield deserved to get a point from that game, seeing as how well they played and they managed to nullify us for most of the game. I don't know. Do do any of you lot agree about the golden point? Um, I do. I get the argument for um, we need to. You know, there's there's no reward for being. They're in a game. They, they took us to golden point. And there's no reward for them. I mean, there's not many sports is there where the game finishes. And only when someone else wins. But I don't know. You can't complain. It's been the rule for the past couple of years now. So why would it change just for that game? Um, but yeah, well done, to, well done to Saints, who now are six points clear at the top. So another couple of wins for Saints, and they'll wrap up that league leader's shield. Um, should we do predictions for Super League? Or are we just going to keep it to NRL this week? Or we quickly get through him. Yeah, quickly through him. So first game. Is Wigan Hull KR? I'm going to say 36 16 to Wigan. What are you saying, Rob? Uh, 30 10 to Wigan. Uh, to Wigan. 30 10 to Wigan. Luke? 28 14 to Wigan. Wigan. And then Jake? I'll go 24 4 to Wigan. 
Um, Toulouse in France against Hull FC. I've gone 2016-2 Toulouse. What, what do you think about that one, Rob? I'm going to take Toulouse 16-12. Hull 18-10. Oh, they're so Ooh. bad, though. You won, Gilly. I'm uh, also going to go 16-12 to Toulouse. I could be falling off the leaderboard here if I get you these could, two wrong. You are taking a few left turns. Uh, mm. Castleford waking. Uh, I've gone 40 nil to Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, 38 10 to the Tigers. 10 to Tigers. Luke? 16 4 to the Tigers. 16 4 to the Tigers. And then Jake? 34 4 to the Tigers. I don't think they've got that many points in them. They definitely got 40. Um, Wakefield, not Wakefield, Huddersfield versus Warrington. Uh, it's at Huddersfield. It makes no difference, but it's at Huddersfield. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? They've got a big crowd. What, 300. <laughs> More cowbells in that crowd. Um, <laughs> no. I've got 28-12 20, Huddersfield. Rob, what are you saying? Oh, I think this might be closer than you think. Huddersfield bounce back, I think, 18-10. 18-10 Huddersfield. Luke? 20 points to 12, Huddersfield. Nice. Uh, Jake? I'm going to go 18-16 to Huddersfield. I can't keep back. Has anyone predicted a wire win yet? <laughs> I, I kept doing it, John, and I kept coming off. Awfully. Um, Catalan leads in Perpignan. As much as leads are in a good being a form at the moment, I'm going to go 2016 to the Dragons here, just because they're at home. Rob, what are you saying on this one? Leads. Leeds oh, back, back end of the season. Woo! Uh, 22 20. 22 20, so Leeds. 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 Luke. <laughs> 28 18. Catalan. 18 to the Dragons, and then Jake. I'm going to go 24 16 to Leeds. Ooh. Split on this one. Split on this one. I like that one. I don't think we've had that before, where it's been like, well, maybe four people, but. With like an equal split down the middle. Uh, and the final game of the round, Saints again. I think it's the second of four Sundays in a row for Saints. Um, I've gone 22 12 to Saints. So that way you get Salford and Salford are playing all right. I take Saints 24 16. 16 to Saints. Yeah. Luke? We're going 20 points to 16 with a close game. Yeah, I think it is going to be a close one. Jake? I'm going to go. 20 points to six to Saints, obviously. I don't think we have the best record at Salford, do we? We don't. And Not really away, no. Just like to, go on, go on. Just like to give a shout out to Johnny Lomax before we wrap up. Um, see his two uh, touchline conversions. On his three career game. Unreal. Yeah, very, tenth very choice much. kicker. We did say on Magic Weekend, doesn't Johnny Lomax kick? We will. I think, we, I think our argument was just more like. Benison can't. Poor John Benison. But John Lomax obviously can. Because he, he did we play the week before? I can't remember now. Oh, Huddersfield, he kicked he did, that game. He did miss like one right for the sticks in his first kick. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> we don't even give a shout out for winning a game with 11 men. But Benison need... did need to be taken off then, though, because he. Yeah, they were terrible. It, it was bad. It was bad. 
it was hard to watch at Magic Weekend. Though. It's a good job Waka Waka Joe Bachelor was there, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Um, well, that wraps us up for this week. Obviously, we've had, we had a bit of a break. It's nice to be back. Back, back in the swing of things. I think we're, we're through now, aren't we, to the end of the season. Um, and then we'll probably go through to the World Cup. So no more breaks now, unless there's any unplanned emergencies. But yeah, this is <laughs> us. Um, give us a follow on Instagram, at 10 in the bin. Obviously, we'll we launch pod points, uh, predictions, etc. They'll all be on there. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot, boys. Pleasure. Cheers.